Now, uh, help me out, Blaster. Transform and play something uh, nice. And now, a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go! One shall stand, one shall fall. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a Transformers TCG podcast broadcasting live from an underground bunker in the middle of the murky Midlands. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, cliff jumper. Wow. Seriously, put that gun down. You're going to kill somebody in this studio. Goodness. Right. Anyway, I'm your uh, host, Lee, from Blue Top Productions. And uh, today, I have a motley crew of people to talk everything about Transformers the TCG. That's right. The trading card game based on the cartoon from the 80s. This podcast will talk about news about the Transformers the TCG, new releases, deck profiles, and stuff that's happening in the community. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. One shall stand, one shall fall. What up, guys, and welcome to another podcast here on Bleed Top Productions, on Podbean, and on YouTube. This is One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, episode 11, the Alpha Trion Protocols Wave 2 Review. That's a bit of a mouthful, but yeah, Wave 2 has hit us, and it's hit us hard, because they've added a little bit of awesomeness, but we're not going to get straight into it, because as you are well aware, guys, we had a bit of a marathon of podcasts recently with my good friend Dave from the Energon Hustlers, and we got some great feedback from the community and from private messages and stuff and people from the ARC, etc., and I've basically said to Dave, I would love to have you as my co-host. So guys, I want to just, I just want to say thank you, Dave, for agreeing to being my co-host, but welcome to the podcast, Pat. Wee! Yeah, hello. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it was, you know, doing that previous one was an absolute blast, wasn't it? We had such a laugh um, just going through the bots, battle cards and stratagems. And like... Like you say, the feedback was phenomenal. So just to to be offered to come on, on here, as I, was, I jumped it, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And we've got loads of exciting stuff coming up within the community. So it's really cool to, to have someone to sort of bounce those ideas off. So yeah, I'm here and yeah, here to stay. Yeah. For better or for worse. <laughs> it is, it is. Dave, Dave is here. He's the new co-host, guys. So uh, you'll be, uh, yeah. Uh, welcome, Dave, is, is more than I can say. And thank you for, for accepting uh, the open invitation. Uh, much appreciated, pal. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm psyched for this. And this this new um, Alpha Trion set looks awesome. Um, we've, got, we've got some ideas, haven't we, going forward? Um, yeah. Some, some exciting stuff. Um, in addition to the podcast, we're going to do some more battle reports against each other. So whilst I do a lot of stuff with, with my wife, Claire, on, on the Energon Hustlers, um, you, you sadly haven't got any arc wave one playtime, have you recently? So, <laughs> no, I've I've literally been making videos and sharing it with the community and saying, hey, you should play this. Uh, yeah, I haven't played a game with it yet. <laughs> and we're going to rectify that soon. <laughs> yes, we're going to definitely most, get some games definitely. in because that set is awesome. Um, and we've had like Alpha Trion drop this week, 
and there's also been the reformatted set by the Bayformers, which is another set we're going to look at in a future episode. Um, so yeah, there's some really exciting stuff happening within Transformers TCG, and it's crazy to think that officially the game is dead, but it's really not. It really yeah. is not dead at all. Um, I, th- I think it, the game's in a better position now than it was when um, Wizards were, were doing it, you know. It's crazy. It's almost like there's too much content, but like I, yeah, I love it. So yeah, I have to, I have to hundred percent agree with you on that. The game is definitely alive more than ever. We've had like since the arc has dropped. Like I've been keeping up with only a few releases because there's so much fan created stuff, which is amazing. This this community is phenomenal. Like you guys out there give us support with this podcast. I think honestly, not to try, try and sound big headed, I think we're the only Transformers TCG podcast now. <laughs> the game's dead no one's doing one so no uh big uh, shoes to fill right there just saying <laughs> um but uh it's kind of awesome and uh, it's really interesting to see what the community are making so like since the arc was done we've had uh, primus they've just dropped a set and now we've got the alpha triumph protocols have just dropped a set the bay formers have dropped a set there's just sets galore which is awesome. I know, there's, so there's much Wave X as well, to, isn't there? Yeah, there's Wave X as well. See, there's so much. I'm even forgetting things because there's so much content out there. And especially, you know, for, for what people said when... I think my favorite one was when I did a cone, I did the Conehead review, which is obviously there's some of the characters that are in this, what we're going to review. One of the comments in the video was like, I thought this game was dead. Yeah, <laughs> I was totally. Like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it might be, but uh, I guess I guess it isn't. But um, yeah, so we're, we're glad to bring you One Shell Stand, One Shell Fall, uh, Transformers TCG podcast. We're excited. I think it's like what Rodimus was saying in the movie. Says we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness till all are one till all are one all that jazz that's exactly what we're going for right now i think so with that being said on the docket today we have uh, a little bit of a we've already uh, welcomed dave we're going to give him a little bit of a spiel on this podcast as well if you don't know who dave is you've been living under a, a bit of a rock here we'll give him a bit more of a spiel of what he does and then we're going to talk a little bit of like what we've been up to like what deck ideas and characters we're kind of looking at of possibly building in the not too distant future and then we're going to get straight into the meat of the episode, which is the Alpha Trion uh, Protocols Wave 2. And then we're going to finish with your guys' segment out there. That's right. You guys out there have sent us questions um, for us to answer and uh, to be a part of the podcast because we want this podcast to grow and we want it to be a community uh, kind of based podcast where you guys get to chime in and ask questions and they can be Transformers related. They could be any kind of related. So we're, we're excited uh, with involving you guys in the community uh, going forward in this podcast. So, um, if you don't know who Dave is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, if you don't, uh, shame on you. Shame. 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 We'll just uh, just hilariously bring in some Game of Thrones references there. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Dave, uh, give us a give us a little bit of a spiel. Like, uh, what do you do in the the TC uh, community and all that jazz? Yeah, um, I run a tiny little. Well, it's growing, but we started out very small, me and some friends last year, around about this time actually. So we're coming up to twelve months since I just started doing some YouTube content um, for the TCG. Mainly, it was gameplay to start with, and it was actually on a friend's channel prior to that um, who picked up 
the game and him and his brother converted me after a night of X-Wing at our local store here in Plymouth in the UK. Um, he decided that, that the game wasn't for him and he, he, he kind of dropped out. And I was like, I really enjoyed doing that and I don't want to stop doing it. So I had a chat with some of the other local players and we started to record some footage. It was very raw to start with. Um, you know, my editing skills have, have definitely grown over the 12 months and I feel that the content's better now than it was. But we just started out and then obviously we had Corona, which kind of scuppered um, everything. So to keep the channel alive, my amazing wife, Claire, agreed to carry on recording content. Um, she's a Magic the Gathering player. She's also a avid board gamer, as well as um, Arkham Horror LCG and lots of other, you know, she's a massive gamer, but Transformers was an IP that she wasn't really interested in. So a massive thanks is really owed to Claire for, for playing the game, but she loves card games and the mechanics of Transformers were enough to keep her um, sort of interested in the game. And we've just gone from there really. And we we put out two videos a week um, on a Tuesday and a Saturday um, when commitments allow. And sometimes there might be an extra bonus one. Um, but recently um, I was on the Deck Tech Challenge with you. You invited me to become part of round two, um, which was amazing. Uh, I had a blast doing that and just kind of grown from there really. So doing I started doing set reviews on, of my own sort of solo which is quite hard to do on your own and we just kind of well, I don't know me and you become good friends we met in in the real world didn't we uh, yes we met in the real world ago. yeah a few months back before yeah. before all the madness <laughs> before the madness before wave two of the madness but yeah we you know we, we recorded some live footage in in my local store Dark Star Gaming which is also um, where I, I do a lot of things there I play X-Wing the Star Wars minis game. I'm a TO for that. And I also started to TO for Transformers. Not in a WPN way, but um, in a casual environment. So we used to do like uh, two nights a month. Um, we had a community of about sort of 10 active players prior to Corona. So yeah, that's that's me. I've I've blown away really by how the channel's grown in the last few months um, being asked to do spoilers for the arc and for Alpha Trion um, obviously being asked to join you as your co-host which is amazing and just loving the game I think the game's in a more exciting place than it was um, prior to the cancellation mm. um, obviously this year was plagued with delays for product and stock anyway and it wasn't just X-Wing there's a lot of gaming product was kind of halted and not easy to get your hands on. And obviously then we had the devastating news that Wizards were no longer officially um, supporting it. But just to see the game now, sort of, what, nearly six months on from that cancellation announcement and the quality that is being put out is just amazing. So yeah, excited um, to look at the game in more detail and sort of push the community forward. I'm really community driven when it comes to gaming in general, but particularly Transformers, I'm really focused on building this community, um, not just domestically in the UK, but also globally. But I've had loads of contact from people in America and beyond, um, just asking, just, just, just hanging out, having a chat, um, and also um, some, some requests for some games. So over Christmas, 
those of you that have asked for some webcam games, um, they'll be coming and we will have a blast. Yeah, it's it's been really, really awesome to, to see your channel grow. And I've always said um, with this game, the community, you've always got to support the little guys because without those, uh, we all started off little at once. Uh, and then obviously you can blossom and boom into big channels and stuff like that. But you've all got to start somewhere. Uh, and, you know, it's almost coming up to a year anniversary of your channel. And um, with your recent um, battle reports that you've dropped, Dave, I can gladly say I'm excited that uh, my uh, my production values have rubbed off on you a little bit. It's exciting to see. <laughs> it's exciting to see. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm like your paddle one learner. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. So now I'm worried, like, you might get more subs than me, and then you'll have the whole Sith thing of, like, you must destroy... No, we're not going down that path. We cannot create this. <laughs> we cannot create this. No, but it's good. It's really no. awesome, and um, that's the whole point. We met through the Deck Tech Challenge. It was an open invite by me to get all the little channels, and we invited the big channels as well to be a part of it, and just um, a lot of the little guys were like, I'm 100% behind this. Let's get into it, and, yeah, it was really fun. We're going to plan on bringing that back in the new year in January. I've got a few people asking already, so we're going to probably try and do a soft reboot of round two again and try and get more of the episodes out because they're a ton of fun and it's just really awesome to build the community more uh, because it's just basically bringing people together with the passion uh, which is the tcg but also people who just love transformers in general like it's so funny when you're playing a game and then you just end up talking about like the comic and the series and just other stuff and the toys and, you know like we've got matter on the next episode and trust me i've i've nerded out way more about comic books and loads of other stuff transformers related than Oh yeah, do you know this card does this, this, and this in the TCG? No, it's more about the heart of Transformers with Matt. So uh, you guys will be uh, blessed to have uh, Matt on the next episode. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the arc and loads of other fun stuff. So that is going to be a blast for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, like I think that's the main thing with this game. Like particularly where it is now, it's a game primarily played by fans of the franchise. You know, there's a lot of other card games out there more established that have got a massive following but the people that play the transformers tcg probably 99 percent of us are fans of that franchise for me seeing the foil optimus prime versus um whatever my mate was playing in the shop i was like that's shiny that's transformers i want it in um you know it's it's rekindled my love for the franchise after michael bay ruined it um <laughs> Mate, uh, the first movie is not bad. The first movie is not bad. Number three is pretty darn good for action sequences, but they're not, they're flawed. They're very, very flawed. And I don't want to drive away our listeners already when I've said that Michael <laughs> Bay is acceptable. But guys, all I have to say is he gave us Bad Boys 1 and 2 and The Rock, okay? He gave us those three movies. Like you say, there are moments of um, quality in those films, but there's a lot of lot of bad stuff, particularly the last Oh yeah, there two. is. <laughs> But, you know, the card game, I was like, man, that's the, they're like, they were in the cartoon, I want it, I need it. And, um, yeah, like, the comics, the, you know, I've got my six-year-old boy, he's obsessed with it. No one else in his class knows what the hell he's talking about, but he is proper into it, and he's challenged you, and he's, he's already talking about, like, his Brutus deck, I'm like, oh, please, your, mom, your mum's already kicked my ass with it once, I don't <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be it'll be like when Sky Shadow was released. He just all he wanted to play against me was Sky Shadow. I'm like, no, just oh, no, no, please. But yeah, um, I've digressed slightly, slightly there. But yeah, it's fantastic. Like building the community is so important, um, and 
it's great to see that the community is thriving. Particularly, you know, you look at all the, there's a lot of online tournaments. Um, sadly, I don't have a lot of capacity to enter much, you know, even with, I've, you know, because I play X-Wing as well um, quite competitively. And I don't even really have time to enter the online stuff for that. Um, you know, it's really, really hard to balance that time between being a dad and a husband and not, not neglecting Claire too much, you know, like as much as she loves playing cards and there's, there's you know, she likes doing other stuff as well. So, 100%, 100%. Um, you know, the community is so important though. So to see the community, the online tournaments, um, and just people coming together, rallying, because it's a really, really crappy time in the world at the moment, you know, it's unprecedented global situation that none of us could have predicted 12 months ago and just to see the community rallying around providing content providing cards and just generally giving people something to do from the comfort of their own home and the safety of their own home is so important i've you know can't can't stress it enough support these tournaments support the content creators support the people that are making the cards you know print their cards out play with them because they are awesome yeah 100%, 100% agree with everything you say there, Dave. 100%. Get behind the community. Be a part of the community. It's quite funny how I said I wanted to take a bigger leap into the community and be a bit more of a voice this year. Then the game got cancelled, but now I've kind of decided to continue to be a bit of a voice. So it's uh, kind of fun. And I feel like our podcast can uh, rekindle a few people to uh, play in the TCG. That's what we'd really want. So, uh, Dave, before we get into the meat of this review... What have you been working on? What's in the lab currently with the with your uh, TCG? Is there any characters from this wave or from the from the last wave or even you know the dreaded uh, Wizards product? You know all all the kind of stuff. You know <laughs> you know those. You know what um what what's uh, what's in your lab right now? Well, just over a week ago, my Arc Wave One arrived from MakePlayingCards.com. Um, okay. For anyone that's thinking about having them done professionally, I can't recommend that website enough i did a review on the energon hustlers not review i did a tutorial on the energon hustlers this week that went out on wednesday so if anyone's got like qualms because it can be quite boggling when you go on there and you see like the amount of options that are for like cardstock size you know you know this that the other packaging and all that sort of it's oh my god there's so much to think about um so i did a, a tutorial so they arrived just over a week ago and i the quality is amazing mate the, the quality is just you put them side by side to an official card and they are they are near darn perfect um wow. you know minus the foiling i haven't they do do a, a foiling option but it obviously adds cost on so yeah um i've just been building arc wave one stuff like a maniac um i've got some stuff in the pipeline that i really really can't wait to try i got a really good bargain on um king star screen from way yeah two. you were uh, telling me you were telling me yeah it was a great bargain until customs hit me for 16 pounds <laughs> yeah customs always the uh the the giant punch in the face for us here in the uk but uh, you got king you got a king i got a king you know? and it is a roulette you know i have ordered stuff and not got stung by it so i finally got king star screen i've wanted him for a while and we, we were talking in in the previous podcast about you know you couldn't believe I didn't have Tide away and I didn't have the King. I was like, I just never got him. So I'm working on a Ghost of Starscream deck at the moment. Cool. So that's that's on the back burner. Stuff I have been playing with is I've got my ass kicked by Bruticus. Um, and I was running Rodimus Prime. That's a really cool deck. Um, we recorded last night and this match was phenomenal. Um, Wreck Gar Bike Gang with Chromia, Flame War and RC. 
which is Claire's cool. favourite deck, her pet deck, one of the few decks she's built herself, um, but with Retgar instead of um, a Battlemaster. That guy's a pain in the bum. He just won't die. <laughs> um, so you're best off just leaving him till last. Um, but obviously, um, Claire led with him most of the time, and it's like, oh, great. I'm going to put loads Pro of damage him. Pro and tips, lead with Retgar. Lead with Retgar. Le- lead with Retgar. And conversely, I had an annoying character deck as well. And I had, um, this will be going on Tuesday, this one. It's Megatron Autobot Bane. So the, the weaponizer with Captain Astro Train and Night Racer. Oh, um, man. That sounds good. That sounds was, really good. It's amazing. Like, it's two, two of the games are down to the wire. I mean, like, literally, like... It's on, on, the, the the set is just so cool. So yeah, to 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 nail it, I'm currently working on Ghost of Starscream, and I've been playing with a bunch of other stuff from the arc. Cool. So what about you, man? What have you been building? Right, you've, you've been theory crafting a lot, haven't you? I have. I've been theory crafting a lot. I've got three decks that I'm literally ready to go, and I'm excited to eventually play at some point. I know I need to just jump on Discord at some point and be like. Hey guys, I want to have a game, which I can easily do. And the guys keep telling me I should just jump on Discord and play. But when you're editing and doing other stuff and life and work, you know, you forget to have fun sometimes. And don't get me wrong, I love editing. It's fun. I love putting all this stuff out. But you need to remember that to have fun with your hobby and not let your the hobby run you in a way because you can easily just lose your passion. But uh, I'm having so much fun building. I've built the Conehead deck from this wave, which we're going to talk about later, guys. These guys are phenomenal. Stupid shenanigans I have in that deck. It is absolutely ridiculous. I love um, the guys over um, at Vector Sigma for making the Coneheads. On my spoiler review, you know how passionate I am about the Coneheads. And I think it bleeds through a little bit that I kind of gave mid, uh, the middle finger to Wizards for screwing up a simple design aspect. <laughs> but, just um, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit bitter about that, not going to lie. Uh, but the other, the other two decks I'm really excited about playing. Uh, one is completely what I said on one of our character reviews for the arc, which is I've built the Magnus Rodimus deck and it is horrible. It is yes. horrible. Like, it punches so hard and makes everyone that, in theory, cry. It should. It really should make them cry because there's a lot of health to go through and these two hit really, really hard. Like, they can one-shot a lot of characters how I've built it. It's pretty stupid, just saying is all. Uh, and then the fun one that I've just started building, like today, as uh, I had a little bit of time to do, is a major Soundwave deck with some of the new mini cassettes and some of the... and the um, oh, What is it? I'm trying to remember now. So it's a major Shockwave from the Blaster set. So you basically got the, the Soundwave that can start with mini cassettes under him. And I've gone yes. with a little bit of fun. I'm, I'm trying them out. I think they've, they've got some games. So I've gone with the new Rat Bat, and I've also gone with Beast Box, um, from the arc, so there's two new mini cassettes. But um, from obviously this wave that we're about to talk to, uh, I put in uh, Raider Overkill because um, he just has a really interesting synergy with uh, Beast Box, and what all these guys can do is really screw up your opponent's hand and do some really fun shenanigans. And that's the whole idea of the deck. I've kind of gone the way of Soundwave. He's that special ops kind of guy who just wants to mess around with like everything that you do. So you can't really get off all these cool triggers and stuff like that. And that's what I've kind of gone with the idea for the build. And, and on paper, it looks amazing. It could be absolutely toilet when I try it out. 
But on paper, it looks fantastic. And I'm really, really excited to try it out because obviously we've got some new Beast cards from uh, from the Arc Wave and I wanted to try out, you know, Beast Box and I wanted to try out Overkill. And I was like, who doesn't like a giant kind of cool T-Rex looking tape? Come on, seriously, that's awesome. That's like, that's that's my wheelhouse right there. You know, I'm in. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I've been working on. So um, yeah, in the comments below, tell us uh, right now, if you're on the YouTube and you're watching this, comment below, tell us what you guys have been building or what you're attempting to build. Give us some ideas. It'd be awesome to do. Obviously on Podbean, you really can't because you're listening to it via the audio. But if you're doing it on the uh, YouTube, please comment below. We're always quite good at talking and having a good bit of banter. And also on the Facebook groups, all the Facebook stuff when it comes to the Transformers, we're there, we post this stuff. So we're going to just want more fan interaction because that's what we want this podcast to be we want it to be a voice for the community in a way 100 percent. and i i just like to sorry just to interrupt i was just going to say like for those of you that aren't getting the opportunity to play at the moment so for example if you're not comfortable webcamming or, or using octagon um but you want to see your deck in action hit me and lee up with some deck we i we i, I own most of the cards and i know lee does as well so you hit us up, we'll play them, we'll put them on our channel and you can see your little creation. We'll we'll give you some uh, um, something to watch and, and see how your deck plays out. Even if it's just a theory, we, we are well up for that. Yeah, we could easily make a series title, maybe just fan builds or something like that. Something simple that basically is like, you guys submit us decks or something and we just play it. It'll be fun to do and it gives mm. us gives us more content to create and you guys out there to get everyone's minds boggling and trying out fun stuff because that's what we want. We don't want the same characters horrible and other characters being played over and over again <laughs> Optimus Prime I'm um, just saying uh, we just want more you know more stuff out there try some new stuff out <coughs> Perceptor no no offence Dan just saying um, right so <laughs> he's just he's everywhere Perceptor is every time I seem to go on looking on like the tournament scene I'm always like oh there's a Dan's card again he seems to be quite quite prevalent and so up oh, there's Sky Shadow as well great so it's good uh, good to see the same old uh, horrible and horrible and loads of other fun stuff. You know that you know what I mean. You you know you know what I'm getting at, guys. We want new stuff. Let's try some new things out. So, uh, with that being said, let's get into the meat of everything. This is probably why you've clicked on the video. We're only getting into it. You know, probably like 25 or 20 something minutes into the podcast already. So, right, the Alpha Trion Protocols Wave Two. Now, in Wave One, these guys over at Vector Sigma, lovely guys, basically released. 11 stratagems and they all benefited newer characters and older characters etc and characters that might not really get a lot of love so with the next design space they went a bit bigger which was kind of cool because you want to try and have that progression when it comes into design or anything you do so they've done some battle cards they've done some characters and they've continued with more stratagems which is awesome so in this wave you're going to get 10 battle cards you're going to get nine characters and you're going to get six stratagems. So overall, you are going to get 25 new cards with this next wave, which is really cool. It's a good number. You know, I think it's not too much just after you've just had all the arc just implode everything onto you like a giant. I forget what it was, like 90 something cards or something crazy we were saying. It's just a ridiculous amount of cards. Yeah, it, it, it came, my order, my order for four people to get a play set of everything one of each bot and then three each of the whole bots and that uh, it came to like over a thousand cards for four players yeah <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> it felt like a like we were saying in the in our reviews which is a few podcasts back guys if you want to go listen um it felt like a real good wave 
like it literally felt like felt like an official wave with all the you know we didn't have the joys of opening booster bo uh, boxes and packets etc but you got all the cards so you don't have to worry about all the STRs and stuff you know what I'm not going to ruin those go listen to those episodes if you haven't because they're a lot of fun just saying is all so Dave should we start where should we start I'm going to open it to you because you're the new co-host. Should we start with battle cards, characters, stratagems? Where do you want to go? You pick. Let, let's let's do the characters because they okay. kind of feed into some of the battle cards and some of the stratagems. So you can't really sort of um, assess them. You know, sort of they'd be taken out of context if you don't know what the character does. So should we do the characters first? Yeah, that sounds good. Now the big next question: Do you want to go first or second? Well. The first one in the list is one you was in your spoiler video. So sh shall I talk about this one? Yeah, I, I would like you to. I want to get your thoughts on it. So you go. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, check out Lee's full spoiler video um, with these guys. Because this first guy is one of his favorite teams in, in the franchise. And that is the Coneheads. So we're looking at, first of all, Dirge the Feared Fighter. Um, he is a plane melee and there's a new trait on there seeker because that's new isn't it this is new that they've put in yeah um yeah. he is seven stars and for seven stars you get quite good stat line i think five attack Shit. 12 health zero armor so there's a bit of a trade-off he's got a good attack in his alt mode but um obviously very low armor um your starting star limit increases by one if you have only seekers on your starting team that's where it ties in with that new trait. This can't return to the battlefield from your KO area. So that's interesting. So no eye still function, no, you know, you covered all this, didn't you, in your, your spoiler. So it's, it's There's like, reasons. There's reasons why they put this on the card. Definitely. <laughs> and it's the next bit. It's the next bit. <laughs> because he's got, he's got a revenge ability in alt mode, uh, which is add up to one battle card with no battle icons from your scrap pile to your hand. Um, so yeah, a bit sort of, was it a uh, Skywalk from Wave 2, like re returning blanks, didn't he? So, um, yeah, he did, yeah. Very, very similar there. Um, so I think his stats for the alt mode are, are very good. And obviously you, you've, you've um, gone in detail on the spoiler vid, but what, what do you think? What have you, you know, since you've recorded that video, what do you think? Now you've had a bit of time to think a bit more about him. I, I love him. I really do. Um, there's some there's some fun uh, plane ideas that I've got uh, um, coming uh, possibly to a video near you soon, guys. But it involves a few from the arc, a few from what Wizards did, and a few from what Vector Sigma have done. So it's kind of interesting, like balancing all three out. Um, but I really like this as a character. Just kind of Dave hit pretty much everything I wanted to say really, really well. Like I like the stats. Stats are solid. I really think it was key to put this can't return to the battlefield from your K area because you bring him back and then you can keep on getting that revenge trigger, which can be really powerful when it comes to one battle card with no battle icons. And there's a and like I say, like zero battle icon cards are very powerful in this game. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's the title of this podcast is one of the best ones. Can you imagine returning yeah. him every single turn and go, oh, I'll just play one shell stand, one shell fall every yeah, turn. Yeah, I'll just keep, keep pinging. Keep <laughs> or pinging I still function every turn. I um, know, it's so not good. I, I, think, I think that's a very good um, restriction on him because that, you know, from coming from a Magic the Gathering background prior to playing Transformers, like you can do some crazy recursion in MTG. 
um, which is why they have yard height. And obviously that's not something they would put into Transformers because the scrap pile just circulates around all the time. So anything that can recur um, cards in, in a format where you're flipping your entire deck all the time um, would be too strong. Because you could, you could just build like a super silver bullet deck. Um, so it's nice to see, see um, Alpha try and put that restriction on there. So you you good for the alt mode, uh, for the bot mode, sorry? I'll, I'll go yeah, that yeah, one. you go. Yeah, go for that as well. Yeah, you do you do the whole thing. Okie doke. He loses the plane trait, funnily enough, but keeps the seeker. So he gets the uh, the diving plane icon and loses the, the climbing one. Um, four attack, point of attack, point of attack, attack, gains a point of armor. So um, a sort of nice trade off there. Um, he's brave. I love brave characters. Like, I really, really like brave characters. Um, again, the caveat of you can't return from the battlefield from your KO area. Uh, when you flip to this mode, do one damage to one of your Seekers and one damage to an enemy. That's pretty sweet as well. Um, <laughs> particularly with, like, showing off, um, you know, you can escape route. You know, there's, there's loads of extra flip things. There's, um, what, what, what? Oh, he's, he's melee, isn't he? So yeah, you can, you can use the assault formation from the, from the arc, but yeah, there's plenty of ways of cheesing out extra damage and he's brave and he's going to die and you don't care. So yeah. he's, he's just bloody good, isn't he? He's just really, really good. <laughs> he wants to die. He doesn't care. You know, it's fine. <laughs> no, he's, it's really cool because I, I feel like, um, brave was really not, utilized a hundred percent in like the last wave before it got cancelled like i'm i'm trying to think like we had megatron's head doom shot and how prevalent that became quite relevant after release like uh, in the tournament scene of just going oh yeah brave was good wasn't it we kind of forgot about that oh stealth was good oh i forgot about that you know but it's kind of nice to have uh, brave on this guy really really cool um when we get to one of his his brothers in arms that can just be stupid like the deck i've built abuses brave like and abuse is not a nice word to say but it uses it a lot in this deck because it's it's just stupid it's really interesting having a revenge ability is really cool like you covered most of it you want to have some more flips you want to do hit and run you want to do so much fun stuff and when you see what the other guys do, his other brothers in arms, should we say, um, he fits perfectly. Like it's like a really cool cog system. Uh, and uh, when we get to one of the one of the guys, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more, hopefully. Uh, but I'm not gonna take all the credit because uh, my my lovely my lovely boy Rich over at TransformYourGame.net completely agree with everything he said. Uh, about one of them, and I was like, "That's exactly how I thought of it." And uh, yeah, and because obviously he was part of the design team, it's kind of funny about that. So it's pretty freaking good. Yeah, he's 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 really cool, and it's it's interesting to see how they've made it. So as a team, and we've already had the spoiler and the sets out, so most people probably know that you can play all three together, which is something that you you are very very. Um, upset about previously because yeah, the, man. the wizards versions just couldn't fly together so to have them uh all together is, is going to be cool so yeah dirge i think he's good i'm i'm definitely again going to get the set printed um out and i'm looking again as i like my planes they're not quite as my favorite as, as cars but i do like planes as well so it'll be cool to get a, a fresh 
take on the playing archetype that doesn't involve Windsweeper. Yeah, 100%. We're going to convert you at some point, Dave. We're going to get you off the ground and into the air. That's the best one. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Like we're going to try and get you. It's true, but hey, you, we can we can convert you a little bit. You know, your boy tracks is a car and a plane, so I'm just saying is all. This is You're true. halfway there. This is right. true. This is true. Cool. So yeah, that's that's Dirge listeners, and Lee's got the next guy. Yes. So I've got a character that seems to be very beloved by a lot of uh, Transformers fans, and I've got Drift Noble Warrior. So he is a car. He is melee. He is seven stars, guys. Uh, in alt mode, his stats are four attack, thirteen health, zero armor. And in his stat box, it states stealth against Decepticons. That's incredibly strong. So that's stealth. Can't hit me. And then the next bit is pretty darn good as well. At the start of the game, do one damage to this. Then do one additional damage to this if you had a Decepticon on your starting team. So this hurts you if you play mixed kind of lineup, which is kind of cool because you do see that quite a bit. But this is trying to keep you you know, a loyalist to the Autobots, which is really cool. But it's cars. I don't know nothing about cars. My co-hosts love cars. <laughs> so I really like this. I prefer him in his other mode more than anything. But uh, I'll let you let you chime in, Dave, because you're, you're the car fish, uh, should we say the aficionado? Is that, is that the word? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I do it, like my cars. That's, that's, it's cool, it's cool. It's all good. At least I'm not drinking tonight. I've, I've been teetotal for a whole month, so... Um, for charity, it's all for charity, mate. Um, it is. So yeah, Drift, aka Dread, uh, Deadlock, and he joins the Autobots. Doesn't he, he is. In the comic. Yeah, he does. So yeah, yeah. I think they've nailed the flavour there um, from a perspective of like the Decepticons really hate him for leaving them. So and he takes on on the mantle as Drift, and he gets given the sword. Oh, I can't remember it. It's been a while since I read the comic, but like he's really cool. And from a gameplay perspective, seven stars is a really sweet spot because we don't have many what I'd call amazing seven star cars. We've got really good eight star cars. We've got really good nine star. We've got really good five star cars now with Bumblebee from from the arc. But seven sevens are like you got Smokescreen. I'm struggling to think of another. I don't. How much is the new Sideswipe and Sunstreak from the arc? Are they eight? I want to say they're eight. I want to say they're eight. Each, I think so. I think I think they're eight or nine. I can't remember off the top of my head because I've not built them yet because I don't want to scare Claire too much besides one. But <laughs> seven, she'll probably take the deck anyway and beat me with it. So, but <laughs> drift seems to fit that seven star spot really nice. And like you say, it keeps you on flavor. Um, you know, Autobots and Decepticons have worked together, but not very often because they're ideologically different so it's really cool to see that flavor on the alt mode but then his bot mode is amazing so you know it is ridiculous so so just to quickly chime in with the art cards sunstreak is eight stars sideswipe is seven. Oh, so we do have a really amazing seven star card oh, okay so yeah I, I, do I, have so, sorry matt <laughs> i forgot his star <laughs> cards, but sorry about the good guy <laughs> but the thing is you can have what seven you could have drift from this set sideswipe for seven that's 14 22 and three star cards if you played yeah. Sunstreaker. Yeah, that seems savage. Seems pretty savage, not gonna lie. Seems pretty good though. All the flash, all the bling bling with that. So, uh, in bot mode, this is this has got me smiling from ear to ear. So, obviously he loses the, the car trait, guys, because he goes to melee. Um, his bot mode, he goes, it keeps four attack, still got 13. He gets a point of armor. So, similar like Dirge, 
in bot mode, he gains the armor. But the text in the box is so good. So, casually, you may play Master Sword on this character in an empty weapon slot. Now, if you don't know, with Master Sword, you have to replace a weapon to get that upgrade. You don't with Drift now. You don't. You just go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, that's just going to happen. It's pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, and then when you flip to this mode, you may do two damage to this. So you're going to do two damage to Drift, right? And then if you do, this can attack untapped enemy Decepticons as though they were tapped this turn. So the trade-off here. Let's think about this. You get a, a Master Sword on him, so that you're already at eight attack. You do two damage to yourself. Then you can tap, uh, attack an untapped character, maybe one of the big boys that they're use, your opponent's using if it's a Decepticon. So, you know, let's just think. Horrible. You can go hit horrible for like eight damage plus your flips, etc. I love it. It's super theme. He is a samurai. He's awesome. Dave, your thoughts? pretty much everything you just said and it's, it's, it's kind of like a cliche to say that but yeah master sword going on is amazing that's arguably one of the more powerful weapons in the game because of the plus four attack and it doesn't scrap itself so unlike the other plus four weapons we've got in the game at the moment which is grenade launcher which obviously doesn't stay on and cosmic rust cannon from the arc which you're going to shoot yourself with um to keep having master sword being played on him is is really strong it's also very theme mm. it's very theme because he does have that sword um, so I love it I think it's really good he's you know bearing in mind effectively his starting health is 12 because he takes a damage to himself already so if you shoot yourself on your first flip to bot mode you drop him down to 10 health but then you can play silly repair cards because I'd never do that um and yeah, having legendary bees um, ability for attacking Decepticons is cool. And again, it's theme. So not only is it good mechanically and it's strong, I, you know, I won't lie, this is a strong card. Um, it's, it's got the, the powerfulness that you expect from the Alpha Triumph protocols because obviously they're gearing their sets for competitive play. Yeah. But it's also touching on the theme as well. So it's not just purely mechanical, whereas maybe, you know, you know, I love Perceptor and he's really good, but he's a mechanically powerful card that doesn't really feel that much on point for theme, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas Drift really does. So it's nice to see um, the card design evolve from Dan and the team at Vector Sigma. Because um, obviously Dan comes from a Magic the Gathering background, doesn't he? So yeah. it's nice to see him take Magic the Gathering ideas from Perceptor and then really develop. Because I know he's grown to love the franchise. Um, as he's got into it so it's nice to see that theme yeah running through the cards 100% it's he's awesome this guy this guy is gonna see play um, on my table without a doubt he I love cards I like I said I wanted decent seven star cards and and now having this and the options from the arc is gonna make cars sick yeah I I really like him I feel like when we're when we're looking at other cards that don't get a lot of uh, use due to the fact that of how can they really work? Like 
I see, I see the possibilities of adding shoulder holster to this guy because you can just put a master sword and go, hey, I can have another upgrade on him maybe later, which could be a grenade launcher or something even on another master sword. That'd be hilarious. So he just comes at you with jewel katanas. That'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, I really like him. He's super theme. Uh, obviously, if you've read um, More Than Meets the Eye, you know what happens to him. So um, fun times. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, really cool. Like, uh, I really like it. And it's kind of cool to see, like, we keep always bringing it up uh, in our previous podcasts. You know, Decepticons kind of finished the game incredibly strong over Autobots. This is an incredibly strong Autobot, which is kind of cool to see because they they need some love. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. The goodies need some help sometimes, even though, you know, the villains are always pretty cool. Just saying, you need to have the goodies be good. 100%. I think um, it's a nice counter to Horrible, who's just sits blinking away until like it's the end of the wheel quake who just sits behind the other characters do you know what i mean it's like it's really nice to see um that design space feel because there's not many characters that have that ability um, no. to attack untapped characters there's only i think two official ones and two fan made so far including yeah we're looking what razor claw uh bumblebee legendary warrior um, and then we've got what Galvatron, yeah, and... from the Unicorn Raid, yeah, and then Drift, yeah, Unicorn Raid, and then Drift, yeah. There you go. So it's cool. It's really, really nice to see that design space field. So I, I, I like a yeah. lot. It's pretty darn good. I'm not gonna lie. So Dave, let's uh, move on to another Autobot uh, with a very familiar, familiar name. I'm just saying yeah. is all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that whiny little git Huffer. If Megatron succeeds here. It'll be impossible to beat on Cybertron. But we're not fighters like they are, Prime! We must have courage, Huffer. My arm! It's jammed in here! I can't get it out! I'll get you loose! Don't panic! There's two things I really hate, Ron! What are they? Fire and water! Great! You're in the right place! Yeah, man, <laughs> this guy... Nails on a chalkboard with his voice. Like, seriously. I know, I know completely. It's um, it's nice to see, again, it's a, it's a different take on, on a character because this character was in the Arc Wave 1 at six stars um, and quite different in, in um, abilities and where they've taken the, car, uh, the card. So I, I like it. I think it's, it's a different take. He's a five-star truck and he's a good five-star truck. You know, you, the other trucks of that kind of star cost are... Um, sort of the patrol one, so it's, it's interesting to see their, their take on it's this. Patrol so, and brawn, isn't it? Yeah, patrol. Yeah, and brawn. yeah, pretty much. So we've got half of the construction engineer. He is a truck, funny enough, ranged, um, which is unusual because quite a few trucks are melee. So it's been nice from your formations to to have that ranged um, keyword on there. The trait four attack, nine health, one armor. And we've got a new keyword, so that so not only are they bringing us cool characters, they're giving us new game mechanics, like the the horde mechanic from the Ark. We've got a new one. It's sturdy. So obviously, none of us really know what this does. So let's let's read the the reminder text, and that's when a sturdy character would take damage from an opponent's card, it takes that much damage minus one instead. Yeah. That that seems really good. Yeah. So thinking of this. Because it says opponent's card, right? And talking to Dan about it. That also means your transformer card as well as battle cards. So, Correct. Um, unfortunately for some, 
the old shockwave. Wah, 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 wah. Um, your marksmanships. Wah, 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 wah. Kamian crashes. Wah, 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 wah. You know, all the stuff that does initial damage, it's just kind of, you don't do anything. Like, this guy, Huffer, hilariously enough, gives the middle finger to Horrible, which is great. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. Like, armed Hovercraft, your favorite. Yeah, um, <laughs> everything stops. You Javelins, know, this... it minuses, so, you know, it's only doing one damage, but still, you know, it makes powerful cards less powerful. Like, it's really good. It makes it a pain in the ass to get rid of you if you think, like, you sort of tag team this guy with Brawn. Who's, who's really good offensively in a mixed pip deck. You know, you can build your deck a certain way. Like you say, it's not just battle cards which are minus one damage. It's their bots when they're attacking Huffer. They're going to do yeah. one less damage. So if you can build some kind of mixed pip, tough, boldy kind of thing, so you've obviously got Brawn's going to benefit from flipping loads of cards and flipping all the colours, and then you can have Huffer on the defence blocking a, a stack of it and then taking one less because he's sturdy that's that's pretty solid and then five stars as well very very efficiently priced um you know yeah, there he are, can just literally stand he can survive he can survive big hits like i'm hitting you for nine so you die no uh, i got sturdy so you only hit me for eight yeah, oh I'm just, I, I'm just, exactly. oh you you live how dare you <laughs> yeah i've just just had a, a just a vision obviously he's got that um Irritating voice, just like Nelson from The Simpsons. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what know. it is. Like, you couldn't kill Huffer. Insert Nelson voice here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, um, really nice to see a new um, keyword in the game. And it's good to see them developing the game from the foundations that we, we have from Wizards. So, flipping over to bot mode, he is ranged. Uh, no change to the attack. He gains an armor. He loses sturdy in bot mode. Um, but he does have, when you flip to this mode, draw a card, then scrap a card from your hand. So anyone that plays Magic the Gathering, that's just Merfolk Looter. And that's a good ability. Because you can <laughs> pitch cards into your scrap that you want to then recur with other characters. So um, that's good. And again, showing off anything like that is just going to be really hilarious with him. Yeah, I uh, I love him. I, I think it's really funny, so I'm just going to throw it out there just from a design aspect already looking at it. Uh, we're on the third character, and all the characters seem to gain more armor when they're in bot mode, which is really, really cool so far. Um, but yeah, uh, like I say, I feel like it could be really interesting. He's ranged. Everyone knows, if you don't know already, favorite class is ranged. I just love ranged characters. <laughs> um, you know, card draws pretty cool, then scrapping cards from your hand. Could be really interesting to have him uh, work really well in that dreaded card that everyone hated for a long time, Daring Escape. Could be really interesting, like bringing that back to the fold because everyone forgot about that card when they banned cards. So, you know, just saying is <laughs> all. Um, I really like him. I really like him. I, I think he's, he's cool. I think something as well that's worth mentioning is his rarity as well. Now, obviously, why are they printing rarities uh, on these characters and that? Um, it's for um, the alternate formats that are played. And one of those that Dan, um, we had a bit of a chat when, when I was sort of um, getting my spoiler card from him and we discussed and he was like, I really want to push the Junkion format. So we're yeah. injecting characters for Junkion. So that's... That's interesting that he's a common, and I think he's an incredibly good common um, for that format. So, you know, you're going to see him lined up with Brawn, because Brawn's a common as well. You know, there's some really good common trucks. Um, I think he's going to see a lot of play in that environment. 
Yeah, 100% agree. It's uh, bringing trucks trucks back to the front fourfold, which is really cool. And uh, the funniest thing about it is you can run both huffers because they've got different names. So it's pretty darn good. I know, which would be mental. Um, you know, I don't know if any... Obviously, we still don't really know what's going to be taking shape when the real world um, resumes, um, when, when hopefully we can all meet up in person again and play face-to-face, obviously, what the tournament, you know, the tournament format's going to be moving forward. So it'd be interesting to see whether communities allow mix and matching, you know, at home, obviously you can do what you want, but obviously it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out um, in the wider community, what cards get adopted and, and, and almost like, you know, in inverted commas, official um, part of the tournament circuit. Yeah, I 100% agree. I'll, I'll allow it whenever I run tournaments just because I would hilariously laugh going, oh, it's a double huffer list. That's fun. Um, <laughs> and loads of other fun stuff like that. So I'm, I'm 100% behind a community created stuff. So if you ever come to a tournament that I'm running, trust me, you can bring your community stuff because I'm super excited. When that will be, who knows? Because of this lovely corona. We're uh, we're just uh, living day to day right now with whatever comes our way with that lovely word. So, um, anything else you want to talk about with Huffer Dave? No, I think we've covered all the bases. So it's it's on to the next one, and it's you. To, yeah, uh, tell okay. us all about this one. Th- this is an interesting one. This guy's bonkers good. So obviously, uh, one of the one things uh, when it came to the playtesting because. I was there at the beginning, but I didn't really do a ton of playtesting in this wave, was they were really pushing combiners. How can they make combiners work, etc.? cetera? Uh, and the guy we're going to talk about now is um, such a, an amazing name. I absolutely love it. So it's a Motormaster Stuntacon Don. Absolutely love that name. Now, obviously, Motormaster, leader of the Stuntacons. So on here, his keywords are leader, Stuntacon, truck, and melee. Uh, we go down in alt mode. He's got three attack, 12 health, three armor. Wow. Three armor, guys. Uh, but he's eight stars. So he's increased. So obviously you have the wizards one, and then you have this one. But there's reasons why, guys. And that's what we're going to get to in the text box right now. So when the game begins, choose a different Stunticon character you own from outside the game that isn't Motormaster Stunticon leader. Put it into your KO area in alt mode, fully damaged. So, the trade-off. You take this big boy, you get one Stunticon in your KO area, fully damaged, so you're already kind of feeling where they're going to be going with the design aspect for this. The next bit, your other Decepticons can't take non-attack damage from your opponent's cards. So, there's an ability that you can use if you were going to just build a Decepticon list and you just wanted to throw Motormaster in there because you get a free Stunticon in your KO area, but it obviously is fully damaged, but you can bring that back, obviously, with I Still Function and stuff like that, and, you know, that can be really cool, but, you know, basically saving Decepticons from non-attack damage, like those pesky cards we've already talked about already, pretty darn good. So, uh, Dave, your thoughts on uh, the leader of the Stunticons? Yeah, he's... he's, uh... An improvement on the other one, very similar, and, and I think with the, the non-attack damage from your opponent's cards, that's something that the other Motormaster had. Yeah. So was, you know, I, I quite often would shoehorn five-star Motormaster into my truck decks just to stop people from, like, no names, Lee, from javelin, <laughs> javelining my characters and stuff like that. I'll allow it. Um, I'll allow it. You know, I, 
Yeah, but it's nice to see. It's kind of kind of touching on like how Volcanicus work, but Volcanicus work very badly. This is kind of like well, you can take this guy and Optimus Maximus was the other one, and obviously that that's this is more in line with that. Um, choosing one of your 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 bots, so probably like the rubbish one was it off road in the Stunicons just. He's kind of like he's there, but like he's not, he's not got the best abilities as a you know. Whereas you know you always want to break down and dead end and drag strip. Um, just you know put him in the KO area. Um, so you you kind of yeah you're losing you're going four wide rather than five, but you're getting a better version of Motormaster. I think I like what they've done with this, and obviously if you do the maths, um, you're going to have two spare stars, and we'll come to what those stars can be used for later in 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 the. Um, episode but yeah I, I like him he's got a little bit more health three armors nothing to sniff at um, yeah he's cool he's cool so what's, yeah. it, what's he doing bot mode so bot mode gets a bit more crazy I love it because I really like Motormaster as a character so it's really cool to have him as a beef boy because you can take him on his own as well which is really cool so obviously um, he loses the truck because he's transformed obviously guys he's a leader Stunticon melee um, his attack goes up by one uh, and he loses one armor. So obviously there's the downside of going to bot mode. But key is what's in the text box, guys. So we have your other Decepticons can't take non-attack damage from opponent's cards. So he keeps that ability when he's in bot mode. That's really useful. But the next bit is the kicker. When one of your Stunticons with five star or fewer attacks and you flip at least a orange and a blue, you may flip that character to another mode. This is going to get the synergy of getting your characters to get into the right mode quick enough to get into the big boy. So obviously, if you didn't know, Stunticons, they transform into Menasaur. That ability there gets all your Stunticons to get into the bot mode to then go, oh, I've got the Enigma. Let's get to the big boy right away. I absolutely love it. I, I incline to agree. That's one thing that they've always struggled with, the combiners. Um particularly from a, a competitive, you know, they're, they're great fun to just play on, on the kitchen table, they really are, but competitively, outside of Superion, and even then now, we you don't see him now, he's not been part of the meta for a while. Um, you know, the other ones just didn't really see play, and it was that kind of drawback of like, you've got to, you know, slowly, you know, five, five flips, you know, yeah, you can sort of speed it up with rapid conversion, but that's like not a great card in the deck late game once you've you've combined um so it's just nice to see that it's part of the leader that's part of the thing he does um sort of getting them transformed into the right modes quicker and i like how they've carried the ability from the flip side onto this side as well so in the previous iteration of him he lost that ability and he gained um when he takes damage you may have one of your other stunticons take damage or something similar I can't remember exactly, but um, he's good, and I think it's an improvement. Like I say, there is a trade-off, you're only going to go four wide, but you should get into Menasaur quicker. Right, so everyone knows I love big boys, I love combiners, I love titans. So the one thing I can I can flat out talk about without like ruining a little bit of the, the flavor. So obviously there's so many combiners in the games already. 
Uh, we're going to get to another one a little bit later, which is really cool, which helps out an Autobot one. This helps out a Decepticon one. When it came to uh, the design aspect, like talking to Dan again, so shout-outs to my boy Dan, um, Predaking and Devastator. When they had these kind of like things going, it was incredibly strong. Just because, like, Predaking hits like a Mack truck. Really, really strong. Devastator, getting to Devastator quite quickly, kind of devolves the purpose of the tower. So it's kind of unfortunate. So their design aspect going forward is like, it might change with other, like, combiner teams, which is kind of interesting, because when you see, when we get to the other guy later, which I'm not going to keep, I'm going to have to keep on not saying his name yet. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting, uh, which is really, really cool, because he, I think he has similar abilities to what Motormaster has to get to the combiners quicker because like Dave says when you were playing combiners it was really fun to finally form your big boy on five health yeah. it's really worth it you know it was stupid it was it was pointless because you were like these things are supposed to hit hard and with these cards and with some of the stuff that's in this set as well really brings like combiners to the forefront like even the arc like Bruticus is brutal which is Insane. nice to see yeah, if, insane if, um, is probably the best yeah. way. Like if you if you've not seen Brutus in action, uh, check out one of the games on uh, the Agile Hustlers because he he lives up to his name. It is brutal. Yeah, how it good was. that how good that combiner is 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 uh, um, really really um, brilliant to see. And I love the combiners, but like you like you've already said quite often to make them work and not be on just five health once you find it combined you had to run them blue which meant a lot of tough and a lot of other stuff and as the black pip and peers became prevalent it just wasn't a viable strategy you just couldn't do it so even the one that was played in the meta has just completely disappeared yeah. so i i want more you know I like my big characters as well. I have a real soft spot for Menasaur because as a child, I had the only combiner team I had, all of them, was Menasaur. I had the Stunticons. I think I got them for Christmas one year uh, and I was over the moon. Um, so to have something that's pushing them to be better, I'm, I'm fully behind. You know, and, and the Ark have done it with Bruticus and I think Alpha Trine are, are, are doing a, an equally interesting, different take on making them better. Um, so yeah, these are going to be printed and put on my table 100%. Yeah, because I'm really excited because I, I feel like combiners need to really come back because obviously, you know, we've got really strong characters in the Titans. Um, well, our, 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 our boy Trypticon is not quite there yet, but still there's stuff out there that's helped him. Obviously, you have to design a little bit around him, but, you know, Scorponok, obviously from the Ark, and uh, Fortress Maximus um, and Metroplex are really decent. Like, they're pretty strong, and they they, they should be because they're about the size of cities, for goodness sake. So these guys mm. should hit hard. And with the additions they've added in this, uh, should we say, this lovely set, uh, I'm excited to um, just dust off uh, some combiners and go, hey, I remember these guys being fun. Uh, so uh, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. And 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 going back to 
um, his cost. He's only eight stars, and you don't even have to run him as a combiner, guys. You don't have to run him with the combiners. He's actually pretty solid. Like, stats-wise, he might not be hitting hard enough with three and four, whatever, but stopping those damage cards and, and having three armor in the ult mode and, you know, 12 health isn't, you know, not a shoddy health pool. You know, he can be viable if you wanted to build something different for a, for a Decepticon build, which is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's a great cyborg character. Like, oh my god, they've got that horrible nonsense. I'm bringing... I side in Motormaster, yeah. and that just turns off a character completely. Um, so I think um, not only is he pushing combiners, but he's also very relevant where the game is currently in a meta perspective. So I think, yeah, great, great card. Um, gonna use it, 100%. 100%. Okay, Dave, let's get on to the fifth character. What have we got? Well, you, you mentioned this guy earlier about what you've been brewing, and it's Raider overkill so good um re really interesting to see um the spy patrol carried on in a fan made set so like the arc went back and did some mini cassettes um alpha trying have done the spy patrol which is cool so he's raider overkill the havoc wreaker he's a tape so he's obviously reached earth by this point um he's Zero attack, which is kind of standard for these types of characters. Eleven health, so comparable to Rumble. Yep. Um, three three armor. Yep. Yowza. Yep. That's that's good good stats. He is seven stars though, so he's what the most expensive Spy Patrol character. Yeah, he is. He's he's up there. Yeah, he's definitely. Ratbat six and Rumble six, aren't they? Yeah. So so yeah, he he's he's a, a tankier one. So you're paying a star more for that. He's got really good revenge ability. I've always found with these revenge abilities, and his revenge ability is draw two cards. I always find my my cassettes or my spy patrol always ended up dying when they're in bot mode because I've flipped them to bot mode to swing. Um, so I, I never seem to get a, enough mileage out of the revenge abilities, apart from possibly you could PTT this one. Yeah. Or use some of the other um, new cards, Survival of the Fittest from the Ark, for example. Um, to kind of abuse that mechanic, so flip back and then play that card. And you're like, well, I've just got two more cards and an extra turn. Thank you very much. Yeah. So yeah, pretty good. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I love it. I really like it. Um, yeah, I think Spy Patrol are really, really strong because obviously with that sound wave, um, you know, having the ability to untap all your Spy Patrol people and get another swing in can be incredibly strong. Um, and with his stats and his other side, which you're going to talk about in a second. He's really, really good. I really, really like him. And who doesn't like a cassette that turns into a dinosaur? Come on, seriously, guys. I know. So, Dave, bot mode. Bot mode. Um, so he gains the beast trait, which is interesting. And melee, obviously, I'm talking about interesting from a mechanical um, aspect rather than, well, obviously, he's a dinosaur. He's going to be a beast, isn't he? But from like, that keyword and the trait there is interesting because it really synergizes with some other cards um, from the arc. We've got, um, what was my, I, my mind's gone blank. It was the, um, the card I spoiled as well. Was it beast mode? I believe so. I'll let uh, you keep talking and I'll uh, find out all <laughs> the stuff. It's all so, so yeah, again, if you can match set, match sets, like giving this guy bold four against a character in bot mode be horrible so back to back to the actual card itself is four attack 11 health uh two armor in uh bot mode tough two 
which is cool, kind of fits in line with what Soundwave normally tries to do, which is be a bit stealthy and a bit bit sneaky and blue. Um, he's also got a revenge ability in this mode, so not only um, in, in the cassette mode, he's also got it for this mode, which is great because that's something like I just said, I always struggle to get the revenge abilities off, but his revenge ability is put an enemy upgrade on top of its owner's deck, so it's pretty much hard removal. It's like, okay, get rid of that, and now it's gonna sh um, flip away um, on my next turn when I attack you. He, he's just very solid for seven stars, and he, he's gonna round out that team nicely. Like you said, you can have um, cassette sound wave with too many cassettes. Get the two extra stars and then have this guy as your other character on the board at the start. Lead with him and he's got tough too. Seems pretty good. Yeah, I, I really like him. I think um, obviously it's building towards that lovely blue aspect of what um, uh, the, the big man himself, Soundwave, used to love. Um, but I will let you know, Dave, you are right. Beast mode, bold four, orange card, very good from the arc. And also um, I believe it was... Feral Tenacity, another orange card from the arc, which basically, if he takes yes. a point of damage, gets plus one attack. So uh, if you look at that, um, you can really hit really hard. Obviously, if you're building a blue deck, if we're going to say the horrific card's name, Belligerence, or as I like to call it, the B word, um, he can hit really, really hard uh, with, um, obviously, Beast Mode and a few other things. But yeah, I really like it. Tough to the Revenge, obviously, putting uh, an enemy upgrade on... Uh, the top of his owner's deck can be really powerful, especially when you're going, right, I'm going to hit that guy, but um, you can put that, you know, horrific uh, armor on top that you can't get. Or, oh, I don't really like that utility. You can put that utility on there. Oh, look, you can't pick it up again. That's great. You know, he's really good. He's very, um, I think he can really abuse that as well, obviously, with um, what... Um, I still function. Uh, yeah, that's the card. I still function. Wait, I still function. Uh, with the revenge on either or, which is kind of cool. So if you want your cards, go to alt mode. If you want to stop people's uh, things kicking off like enemy upgrades, you can put them in this mode and then just get rid of him. It's really good. Love it. Seven stars I don't think is too much um, because obviously he's going to stick around because if you keep him obviously in alt mode, he hasn't got stealth, uh, but he's got three armor. But, you know, there's ways to make this guy really, really horrific. He's got 11 health, which is kind of scary. But at the same time, there's ways of building um, um, a sound wave uh, who works with a Sky Patrol really well with the uh, later wave cards as well as the art cards. There's, there's ways. I feel like this guy is definitely going to see some action because obviously I've already built a deck with him. Um, I feel like going forward, yeah, you can really get some long legs, uh, longevity with him as well. So he's yeah. really good. Yeah, he, he's he's very cool. Really like him. So who have you got next? Right. Yeah. It's your boy. It's your boy. Okay. <laughs> the card that made me go yes, yes, golf claps all day. Right. So I'm going with. Uh, the next card, which is Ramjet Hellish Hooligan. Again, sharing the traits with his boy Dirge. He's a seeker. He's playing. He's melee. Uh, in alt mode, he's got six attack, 15 health, and two armor. It's a 15 health, guys. That's a, that's a bit big number. But also the star cost, another big number, 13. So he's 13 stars, guys. Now, in the text box, this cannot flip to another mode except with his own ability. So you cannot abuse... Wait! Still function. So you can't keep abusing abilities. At the start of your turn, if this is your only character on the battlefield, flip him. So you automatically flip him if he's the last remaining guy. 
And then, when he's in this mode, when this attacks, move a damage from one of your Seekers to an enemy. So obviously, he has the ability of Slipstream for 13 stars. But there's a reason why. There's a reason why he's 13. So, um, Dave, just initially on that side of the card, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he's cool. He's... He's kind of similar to, from, you know, the Wave 1 Ramjet was a bit of a beast when he had 7 attack, wasn't it, in alt mode? Yep. It's something yep. terrifying. So it's nice to see that he's kept that high attack value whilst he's a plane. Um, it's a high star cost, but I think that's fair for what you're getting. You know, 15 health is, is in, you know, it's high enough to be relevant, I think. But, you know, you look at some of the newer characters that have kind of like 17 health, 20 health. Like Captain Jetfire, Rodimus Prime from the Ark and that. So I think, you know, 13 stars for 15 is good. I love the flavour. It's like literally, whilst Dirge and Thrust are doing all the work, he's just flying around, hitting buildings and just being a, a bit of a, a hooligan. <laughs> a hooligan, <laughs> so I like, it's 100%. I, I just love it. I think, you know, again, from a flavour perspective, that's just what Ramjet does. I'll just sort of fly into stuff. What are you going to do, Ramjet? Are you going to shoot them? No, I'm going to fly into them. Hit yeah. them really hard with my nose. Um... So yeah, really interesting. And the slipstream. We all know slipstream's ability is very good. We all know windsweeper's ability is very good. So um, that's nice to see the plain theme of damage movement um, kept going with him. So yeah, like he's really cool. But I think it's what he does really with the rest of the team. Obviously, we've we've talked about dirge, just the way he synergizes. So we'll we'll once we looked at thrust we'll probably like talk about them all together as, as the three three cogs of the the wheel sort of thing but yeah what's he doing alt mode oh sorry not alt, bot mode in bot mode okay so obviously he's uh transformed so he loses the plane trait but he keeps the seeker and the melee so uh keywords uh, are gonna come to uh in a second in the text but he goes to seven attack still got 15 health and he's still got two armor so his armor's changed but his attack goes up by one in bot mode cool beans now the text states, this cannot flip to another mode. Period. Done. You cannot flip him. When he goes to this bot mode, you are keeping in bot mode. That's very, very key. Now, when this defends, do one damage to the attacking enemy after the battle. That's very interesting when it comes to people. If you put Brave on this guy, just saying how you can just keep doing one damage to attacking enemies. It's pretty strong. Now, when you flip to this mode... So obviously you can only flip him once when he gets to this mode, guys. When you flip to this mode, you may play an upgrade from your scrap pile. So you can just go search some really big, horrific upgrade and play it. You don't even have to put it on Ramjet. You can put it on either Thrust or Dirge or whoever else you take with this guy. That's incredibly awesome. I love him. I really like him. And exactly what uh, Rich uh, stated in um, the Alpha Trion Protocols uh, when they talked about the whole design aspect of the thing, he feels like an end of boss kind of character, which he does because he is a beast. He just feels like, yeah, like a, an end boss kind of like video game thing, which Rich stated from TransformYourGame.net. I absolutely love Ramjet. He's a complete hooligan. He's awesome. Yeah. I, I've got to stop nerding out because I love the Coneheads <laughs> uncontrollably. So, uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, he's, he is very strong. Like, um, incredibly strong. That, you know, obviously you've got to have the right things in your, your scrap at the time when you flip. So if you get really unlucky and you've just reshuffled, you're going to be a bit sad. But that, that situation is so rare 
um, that there's normally going to be something you want to do. Like, can you imagine, oh, there's a grenade launcher there. I'll just put that back on him and I'll whack you for 11. And it's, it's when he battled, like, I don't know if the text has changed, because I've got the images from the PDF and my version of Ramjet, I've got my screen, says when this battles, which is attacking and defending, do one damage to the battling enemy. Oh, mine so, might have changed then. Mine, mine, I might have got an older card probably from the spoil video. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, so, I so have that, an older version. Uh oh. So that's significant. <laughs> that is significant because if, so it's almost like I attack you, I ping you. Oh, I've got a grenade launcher back, and I'll bop you for eleven plus what I flip. He's going to yeet someone into next week. Um, so yeah, he's, you know, dare I say, he's OPBL level of power on that one turn, and that is frightening from a plane. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Definitely. That's very very good. But balance, because you can't, yeah, you can't flip, you know. So he's going to be um, Johnny No Mate, isn't he? By the time you've got to Ramjet on his own, he is going to be on his own. So he's going to have to pull some weight. So if you've, if you've been a bit under the cosh early and lost thrust and dirge, you're going to need to swing that tide back. So yeah, he's going to come in for one, one hell of an attack. So yeah, he's very, very, very strong. Um, I'd say top end from the set is definitely one of the most powerful characters we looked at. Yeah, um, yeah, I've just pulled up the PDF for uh, the Alpha Triumph Protocols. Yeah, so obviously, guys, I have the older card because, like they stated in their video and what they've told me multiple times, and I mentioned it a little bit in the video, they changed designs multiple times on these guys because the synergies were a bit bonkers, I'm not going to lie. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Now, there's reasons why he's 13 because, obviously, the keyword seeker there... Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit later when we bring up uh, his final compadre. But um, yeah, he uh, he does some really interesting things because obviously when you run them as a team, when you run Thrust and Dirge, you then minus two to it goes to 11, so you can run all of them. But the design space is, if they're going to make more Seekers in the future, there's a reason why he's at 13 because they want other stuff that they're probably going to do. So you can't have... Oh yeah, you remember that? crazy character we made yeah they can work together and be like oh god no that just seems mental yeah. so um it's for future design space which is really really cool which Absolutely. i think it's fair cost as well for 13 stars you know it's not too bad with the cheap planes that we've got you know from the arc and from wizards and from you know these guys as well you know you can get some cool synergies going and it's really really cool absolutely and like you say 13 stars that's the same as ipbl so um, you know, I, I think that's a fair star cost for, for the power level, um, and yeah, it's future proofing, and that's that. That again shows foresight, doesn't it? You know, and I think the same can be said of the arc as well, and the Bayformer set. You know, I've been looking at that today. Like it's future proofing, and it's it's um, a good place for the design space to be. Um, something that sometimes wasn't maybe too apparent in um, the Wizards game, because obviously there was some seriously. The, you know, we had some emergency bannings, didn't we? Because, oh my god, like, um, multi mission gear is just ridiculous with Daring Escape <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, um, it's nice to see that future proofing in there. So, yeah, cool. Um, arguably, I think the most powerful character in this set, yeah, yeah, I would say most deaf, most deaf, right? Um, let's move on from the crazy hooligan known as Ramjet. Let's uh, move into the guy I kept hinting at, but I couldn't officially say. So, Dave, do you want to, uh, take the reins on this one yeah yeah definitely I, I actually 
I accidentally uh, dropped his name earlier from well, saying that he uh, had left the meta completely. But this is Silverbolt, the aerial bot commander. So this is Superion, probably the best of the initial combiners that we had, the traditional multi um, bot one. So like the sort of five slash six, if you want to count Sad Panda Devastator. But um, <laughs> he's he's a leader. He's an aerial bot. He's a plane, he's range. So again, this is following on from uh, the Motormaster design as well. So he's 5-12-1, so that's a really strong attack value for an eight-star plane. He's an Autobot plane as well, which is cool. Um, and he, you know, he's a cool character in the cartoon. Silverbolt was, you know, he was nails in the cartoons. You know, so five attacks, nice to see on there. Uh, when the game begins, choose a different area bot character you own from outside the game that isn't Silverbolt area bot leader, so you can't go and get the other version of him, which I quite like. Um, so it's almost like he's unique. You can't have two of him if you want to go that route, uh, route even. Um, put it into KO area of alt mode, fully down. So the same, exactly the same design as Moat Master. So yeah, really cool. Not really much else to talk there unless you want to add anything about um, him as a plane. But um, yeah, from a from a combiner perspective, he does the same thing. Yeah, he does the same thing. I'll, there's nothing There's nothing really to uh, talk about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get uh, straight into his bot mode then, Dave. So his bot mode, he uh, obviously loses the plane trait, um, drops an attack, gains an armor. Each of your aerial bots has Pierce 1. Well, that seemed pretty good in a deck that likes piercing anyway, because traditionally it was always a blue pierce deck. Yep. Um, when one of your aerial bots with um, five stars or fewer attacks and you flip at least black-blue, you may flip that character to another mode. So again, very similar to the, the Motormaster flipping the orange and blue for the Stunticons. This does the same thing but for aerial bots. So it's working towards that goal of flipping your combiner team into bot mode quicker and staying within what that deck wanted to do historically as an archetype, which was be a blue and then, as Black Pip came into the game, a blue-black pierce deck. So, again, can't really say much more than that. He's just—he's gonna—he's gonna make those um, Superion decks combine quicker. And Superion is arguably the most powerful. Like his combine ability, the three damage is good. His what? Uh, bold one, tough one, pierce something. Can't remember off the top of my head. Pierce three, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna. I'll look so, it up. I will look it up. Soon. You will look it up. You're, you're the man. My, 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 Claire stole the laptop to do a college coursework this evening, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, do, I'm viewing the images on my PlayStation Four as we speak. Love it. Um, so I don't really have that search function. Um, but yeah, he's great. He's really good. He's doing again pushing it into a competitive way. Um, and I'd love to see Superior at the top tables again. I'd love it. You know, I like my combiner teams. Yeah, 100%. So, Superion, when combined, he has Bold 1, Tough 2, Pierce 3. So, there you go. We're right with the Pierce, sir. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Like, we can keep humming and ahhing about, like, combiners all day. I can, because I absolutely love them. Superion is probably definitely up there, and so was... Um, before it got the card got banned, Optimus Maximus was still up there. Sentinels was really, really interesting until one of the... One of the thing, one of the, I forget which one. That was it swap parts? Was it swap parts? I want to say I want. I think it was swap parts. I think it was. Yeah, that's before my time within the game. I I started at wave <laughs> three, so I I unfortunately, well, fortunately, 
Um, I never experienced um, any of that shenanigan. It was great. I absolutely love swap parts. It was never broken until people broke it. Just saying is all. I, th I think that's just endemic from a card gaming community. That just happens an awful lot, doesn't it? People are like, oh, if we do this, this, and this, it'll break it. And they go, oh, sad. Now you banned but, it. <laughs> but the game, the game's dead, so you can start playing swap parts again, and people forget about swap yeah. parts. I, do, do you know, you say that, and, and we're digressing slightly here, but I've been thinking that about um, Press the Advantage. <laughs> Because, it's because, still because pretty good. it was oppressive before we had Sky Shadow, Horrible, and the other nonsense, um, Quake and all that. You know, I don't think Press Advantage is as bad now. And the meta is way more orange-based, so the lack of... The, the minus two armor isn't as... It's not as bad, because your characters go down quick. You know, actually, aggro versus aggro a lot of the time. So, yeah. It's true. Anyway, yeah, digression aside... That's Silver Bolt. I think, <laughs> I think we'll, once we, again, like Motormaster, once we've seen and looked at all the different cogs of what's going to make these combiners better, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of touch on, on them as a competitive thing in a bit. So on to the next, and this is an interesting one for you. Yeah, I forgot about this guy. Forgot about this guy. Right, okay. So we have another Soundwave, guys. And this is Soundwave Intelligence um, Coordinator. Uh, he is a leader, he is a truck, and he's a specialist. S scary, scary words all across the board there. Um, in alt mode, he's got four attack, 16 health, and two armor, guys, and he's 11 stars. Wow. Just wow. Uh, in his text box, he's got focus one, and also, when you flip to this mode, you may scrap a card from your hand. If you do... Use the revenge ability of a spy patrol or mini cassette in your KO area. Now that is incredibly relevant for what he is in his next mode, I think. Mm. But the one thing I want to touch on before we uh, talk about the card, Dave, I believe this is some illustration art, isn't it? It's done by I think it's Gabe. I, I forget. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm terrible with names. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to zoom in. It's Mukintoshi, I think. I don't. It's MC. Oh, uh, Gabe McIntosh. Yeah, Dave McIntosh. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think this is some custom art they've made for the for this um, wave, which is really cool to see. So, kind of similar like the arc with Jamie. They've got this guy to do some artwork, and yeah, this sound wave's ridiculous. That stat line for eleven is bonkers good. So obviously he's he's uh, he's a bit of a beefcake because obviously you want to run uh, mini cassettes and you want to run spy patrols with him. But in his other mode, it gets quite interesting. But before we get there, Dave, your thoughts? To start off with, what a piece of art that is. And he's a truck. He's not a tape player. He's not a spaceship. He's a truck. Um, really interesting to see him as a different type of vehicle from what we've maybe classically known him as. Um, so that's cool. And it is, a really, it is Gabe, you've done a, a super duper job there. I'm, I like it a lot. Uh, it's kind of retaining his character, like how his shoulder cannon from the cartoon is now like his top gun on the truck. So I like that. Stats for 11 stars. Okay, maybe not the highest attack and armor, but my god, 16 health. That is that beefcake. And say it with me beefcake! 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 It is Um Good abilities as well, like focus one and that ability when you flip that that can be abused by the showing offy type thing that we keep saying um you know 
That, that's really good. And, and it gets you some mileage, because quite often, I think the problem with Revenge was you weren't getting any mileage out of those abilities. So you're kind of paying stars for that ability, but never actually really getting it off, unless it was maybe Trypticon. And let's face it, Trypticon was a bit rubbish. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's better now with sort of lots of the new cards, and I'm looking forward to getting him on the board again. But from a Wizards of the Coast design point, he was a bit poo. Yeah. So, so like, you didn't see revenge as a thing very much, did you? So the spy patrols that had revenge abilities, which were Ratbat and Rumble, just it just didn't make a dent on on the the game really at all. So I think that can be a real tricksy way of doing some crazy shenanigans. Um, once you've you know once they're dead, but you didn't get it to trigger, oh, I'll just flip them in the. Uh, KO zone and I'll showing off Soundwave. Boom boom. Thank you very much. I'll draw two cards from the new new chap, Overkill and Rumble. What was Rumble? Didn't he blow up an upgrade or something or do damage or something like that? I think so. Um, he did. He did something. I, think it was I will look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're, you're you're like the administrator tonight. I I but... am literally. That I think that's my new catchphrase. I will look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Get the older elevator music on. But no, he he's really cool. I I think. Um, for his star cost, definitely probably above the curve. 16 health is a lot. Um, but then again, the rest of the team are going to be ickle-bickle guys, aren't they? They're just going to get whopped off the board. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Raider Rumble uh, revenge ability is do, do, do two damage to an so enemy. So that's, that's going to be strong with this guy. He's yeah. going to be... It's going to be good. Oh, you're on two health, I assume. That's 17 stars already. That's 17. You've still, got enough. You've, you've still got enough for overkill, so you're going three wide. Um, this guy's a specialist as well, so if you're going to mix match, assault formation. Yep. It's really good. That's going to be nuts with this guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Bot mode, what's he do, man? Because we've gone on, we've gone on about the crazy alt mode, we haven't even got to the bot. Bot mode, bot mode's even more insane, guys. Just giving you a heads up. So, um, we flip him over. Amazing artwork again, Gabe. Good shout. Looks incredible. Um, very different take on the on the the very iconic character, but looks super cool. Um, I I want to say it looks very Cylon esque from Battlestar Galactica, which I really like. So. Um, with the stats, he goes to five attack, so he increases by one. He stays at 16, and he loses an armor, so he goes from two to one. Now, in the text box, for each different spy patrol or mini cassette in your KR area, this has plus one attack and plus one defense, up to three attack and three armor. So obviously that means you can't overhaul him, which is really, really strong. So there's keyworded there. That's really good. Now, the other bit, when this attacks, draw a card. Choose a different spy patrol or mini cassette you own from outside the game and put it in your KO area in either alt or bot mode, fully damaged. Wow. Holy, holy moly. Um, that is insane. <laughs> This would be a SRT if this was a real set. Oh yeah. So, so he is punching at that power level. You know, people know. Oh my god, for eleven stars, but he's a super rare. Um, and let's face it, the two iterations of Soundwave we previously had, they're not 
they're not they're they're not bad, but they're not great. Yeah, you, you have know, to really build as a team, not as his, his own. With him, you can run him on your own because you don't really care about spy patrol people because you can just put them in the K area, kind of like a, a Grimlock ability from Wave Two. But yeah, for eleven, yikes, that's pretty darn good. Just saying, insanely good. <laughs> very very good and if you think about it um okay you're probably going to be three wide at the start but the ability to pump those um cassettes and or spy patrol into your ko zone he's going to hit that plus three plus three quite easy so effectively he's like 19 health monster um it's frightening the good thing is is with these digital sets though and if people think oh my god that's way too op if it turns out to be op they can just change it. Yeah. They can errata the card, which I think is really nice because we've had that from the arc. They've, this week they've errata one of the cards where like potential negative play experience was identified. Um, and that's really cool that, again, that Alpha Trine can do exactly the same thing with this. It's like, he is insanely good. Maybe 11's a little bit cheap. Maybe he's bordering on the 12, sort of 13 li limit with, with those stats. But it's Soundwave. It should be. It shouldn't be. Nah, it shouldn't be nah, average. Captain Average. He should be good. Yeah. He's Meg Megatron's right hand man. He is supposed to be bloody good, and this card is. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred percent. Really, really awesome. I like it a lot. It's really, really good. Good, awesome design space, guys. So, uh, Dave, we are into the final character of this set. It's the last of the the, the terrible trio, isn't it? It is. It's Thrust the Boisterous Brawler. Uh, falling in line with the other chaps is Seeker, Plane, and Melee. So they're all Melee, aren't they, as well, which is interesting. So unlike like Skywarp and Thundercracker who like, you know, keeping their distance and you know bombing people, these like I'm just gonna go in and fly at them, which I like. Um, four attack, ten health, one armor. Your starting limit increases by one star if you have only Seekers on your starting team. So this is the key. This is how you get all three in the same deck. You make it so that if you want to go full on theme, you can, but it keeps that design space appropriately costed for Ramjet for future Seekers. Because let's face it, there are plenty of the Seekers. Um, so I think we're gonna see more from, from Alpha Trion moving forward. Yeah. And he's brave. Right. So you've got, you got two characters that are there to keep Ramjet safe until the late game where you want Ramjet to punch someone really hard in the face. Yeah, that's that's why I love it. Dirge and Thrust are both brave. And it just, the brave shenanigans you can do with these guys is ridiculous. It's so good. I love it. I love it. It's a really cool design aspect because you want to keep Ramjet alive because obviously you've seen he hits really, really hard. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, not much else to talk about on that side. So in bot mode, he obviously loses the plane train. He's got five attacks, zero armor. So both him and Dirge are fragile. They don't have a lot in the way of defense. So unless you're going to build um, sort of a, a mixed pit deck, they're going to they're going to go down relatively quickly. But you kind of want that anyway around Jet. If you don't, obviously, don't want them to get yeeted, but like you don't mind so much. Um, each of your other Seekers has bold ones, so that's cool. Um, helps them hit a little bit harder. Revenge, you may play an upgrade from your scrap pile onto 
one of your planes or seekers. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, obviously, I got to spoil these bad boys, and the change they made is obviously thrust was one attack, and um, no, no, sorry, one defense, uh, one armor in both modes. He's now gone to zero in uh, in his bot mode. So that's really good to know. Just saying is all. It sh shows how these guys constantly kept changing because of how great they are. And they work really well as a synergy. So if we're going to talk about the synergies before we move on to the next kind of category of cards, um, you can run these three together. And they were designed to be run together. So like I said in my spoiler video, thank you. Thank you, guys. They should work together. Wizards, you fools. But they should work <laughs> together. And it's really exciting to finally get to play the Conids. And they work really well. And they play different because the fact is they are planes, sure. They aren't ranged, but they're melee. So they're different completely to the other planes. So it gives you another aspect of that card build design that you can do with your deck. You're like, cool, they're no longer ranged. So those javelins and those arm hovercrafts are coming out. What other melee stuff can I have? Oh my gosh, they can have power swords. Oh wow, they can, you know, they can have all these other things that give them bold. Like it's just really cool design. What more can you ask for? 100%. And I, I like how they work as a team, but equally, I wouldn't be sad to have a Brave Thrust on a Decepticon plane lineup with Slipstream, for example, and then a 10-star plane. So yeah, I think it's a, they're, they're great individually as individual characters, but they're also good, especially if you run them as, as the team. So I, I, they're my favourite thing in this. You know, as much as I love the combiners... I think seeing the Coneheads, who are arguably the funny-looking planes from Series 2 of the, the G1 uh, cartoon, you know, to see them brought a bit more to the forefront is really cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I love them. I'm, yeah, just go watch my spoiler video. I splurge a lot about these there, <laughs> You do. I think, I think we have, to be fair, <laughs> in this as well. But I freaking love them. I'm, it's like... We've got a question later from Dan, and it's kind of ruined a little bit here. But yeah, if, you, if you're not thinking about playing these three together after seeing all these cards, you're crazy. You're a crazy person. To quote, to quote Will Ferrell from, uh, or Farrell, sorry, from, uh, from Zoolander. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You must be taking crazy pills. Just saying yeah. it's all. If you're not thinking of playing these guys. That's it. Or like guess. when he's in old school, I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I completely agree. Love it. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're all the characters, guys. And, yeah, I, I like all of them. I think they're really cool. They've hit everything that we want to do. Some interesting ones, like with... Uh, you know, the Spy Patrol. We've got a new sound wave, which was really cool. We got Drift, which is incredibly strong. We got um, Huffer with a new keyword. You know, they've done, they're trying new things out with this wave. And I think they've done a really good job with the characters. Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. You know, I think they're very, very, very cool. It's nice to see the flavor injected into it. I like where they're pushing the combiners. I'll be interested to see what they do further down the line with the other teams of the Predacons and uh, Optimus Maximus. And really, the one that everyone wants to work, Volcanicus. Or, or, or Devastator, just saying it's all. Or de like, well, yeah, Devast de Devastator. Devastator. 
he, he's the first combiner you see in the original cartoon. So the it one would be really cool to have a really good version. It's going to be tough, though, because it's a six-wide combiner team. So, I, like, you know, there's a challenge for you, Dan, and, and the guys at Vector Sigma. Give us a Devastator that can really, really make me smile. Um, but no, overall, the set's great. I think the only character I have concerns with on a power level is Soundwave, but they can change that if it becomes problematic. So if he is dominating all their online events, because that's what these cards are really designed for, um, as well as like you know casual players like like myself that that just like playing um, badly with his wife, <laughs> um, you know, like we we've we've got that flexibility, and that's something you didn't have with wizards. Um, you know, they didn't do that with characters at all, but they've done it in Magic, where they just flat out right, oh, this this Planeswalker's too good, ban it. Um, you know, you could you you could see that happening because no, let's face it, in the modern age of cards, no one really likes Errata on cards because it makes it very hard to keep track of exactly what cards do, and it's not really fair on newer players that are coming into stuff. We go, actually, your card doesn't do exactly what it says it does. You know, that was a big thing with X-Wing, actually digressing a bit. But, you know, it's nice that these digital sets can be amended and go, hey, it's all free to print and play anyway. We've updated Soundwave because we found actually he's a little bit too good. So, like I say, otherwise, I think it's fantastic. And I don't, I'm not saying I don't like Soundwave. I think he's nuts. <laughs> but um, maybe one star, one star too cheap. But that's just me. Um, so should we do stratagems next? Should we just delve yeah, into them? Yeah, I was going to say, where are we going to we gonna diverse into next? Is battle cards or stratagems? But yeah, let's do stratagems. So, so Dave, do you want me to do you want me to take the first one and then we just make our way through? Because there's only six. So yeah, yeah, go for it, dude. Go for it. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to kick things off then because I've done six stratagems here, guys, and uh, we're going to kick it off with the first one, which is for Lord Megatron, Conqueror of Cybertron. So obviously, this is Wave Four. Uh, Megatron with bow before me. Uh, it's a stratagem, so it's going to cost some stars, so it's going to cost you one star. Uh, and it states on the card, while your Lord Megatron, Conqueror of Cybertron, has a Decepticon upgrade, he has plus one attack and plus one defense. When one of your Decepticons flips from alt mode to bot mode, each player scraps the top three cards of their deck. Now, just to get clarify, guys, that is insane. Now, I'm saying insane because insane is a very, you know, it, word to say. But if we're going to look at Lord Megs. Now, Lord Megs, obviously, if you got him, he was an STR. So, obviously, he was a bit of a beefcake. Insane with me! Beefcake! 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 And when you played him, he played very different because of his... Um, I believe it was his bot mode. So when, it's, uh, when your opponent reshuffles their deck, they choose one of their characters and does damage to it equal to this character. Yeah, so Megatron's attack. So most of the time, if you had a powerful upgrade on him and your opponent kept reshuffling their deck, one of their characters just immediately goes, take that much damage and you can't stop it. He's 12 stars to begin with, guys. Including this, it goes to 13. So if we, if we break it down... He gets plus one attack, plus one defense for each Decepticon upgrade. There's plenty of Decepticon upgrades. There's plenty out there. But the ability that makes this card insane, which I, I personally think it is, is when one of your Decepticons uh, flips from alt mode to bot mode, 
each player scraps the top three cards. So obviously, you're wanting to try and build a tank build, and you're wanting to do all the flips in the world. So obviously, your first flip, you scrap three cards. Then you could play Hunker Down, for example, and scrap another three cards. You could then play another card that does a flip. There's another three cards. So you're going to kind of try and push end game. I want to punch you in the face with Lord Megatron at the end, which is really, really awesome, which is what you wanted to do with him anyway. It was a very powerful mill deck, wasn't it, to be honest? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't lucky enough to get, get one, but my friend who I started doing the recordings with, actually, Charlie, um, he he had Lord Megs, and it... It just always, you know, like, it, it is a horrible ability, but it was hard to consistently get off, wasn't it? Because if your opponent got lucky and you were in tank mode at that point, you you were sad. But like, bow before me, that seriously is going to hyper mill um, the opponent's deck. So, yeah, can you imagine if you had all three tanks, if you go three wide tanks, which you can easily do, um, particularly yep. with. Um, the arc tanks that cost five, like Brawl and is it Doomshot? I can't remember what he's called now. Um, you know, oh, they're all in bottom. Line. I'll flip them all. Mill nine cards. Thank you. Yep. I'll, I'll flip Megs back, and then you know, oh. yeah. And it seems pretty awesome because then you could also play some really interesting cards, which I'm thinking off the top of my head when I'm looking at this because I'd love to play this. Um, is Heat of Battle? allowing your opponent to have a stupid amount of tough, which they probably don't want. That's great. Um, and then, obviously, you, just, you could just do some fun, stupid shenanigans. I really like it. Definitely. I really, really like it. And and he definitely, again, like a lot of the Decepticons in Waves 1 to 4, they sat in the shadow of their Autobot counterparts, and Megatron has definitely always sat in Prime Shadow. Look at Galaxy Prime and how dominating he was prior to Wave 5 being released. He was nuts. And 100%. Lord Megs was the sad panda in the corner. Just, mm, I wish I was good. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, from a casual perspective, like from players like me, we loved Lord Megatron. From a tournament scene, he didn't impact. So something that makes his ability more consistent is good. Um, and I think he's strong. But Lord Megs definitely gets a boost from this. And I, I think this is going to be I don't know if I'll play him. Yeah, I'd, I I would if I owned him. Like I'm still trying to. I, I need eight eight characters now, and I'm done with with uh, the official bots. So fair. Um, General Mate is definitely him. on there. He will play. Yeah, he's he'll he's, play. He'll he's play. Cool. So the next one, should we go on to the next? Unless you've got yeah, anything go for else it, to say. Okay. No, I really like it. I think it's fantastic for one star, thirteen stars. He's pretty decent, and if you build him quite interesting with other characters that you know, rapidly get rid of cards from their hands and stuff like It can be really interesting. I really like it. Definitely, definitely. So the next one is, we're touching back on our, our buddy Superior and Silverbolt here. This is Coordinated Aerial Tactics for Silverbolt Aerial Bot Commander. And there's a flip side, which we'll talk about in a minute, which is for Superior. So it is a one-star stratagem. It begins with the Silverbolt side face-up, funnily enough. Um, each of your aerial, aerial bots has bold one. Um, so that's interesting because it's normally a blue deck, but it's very relevant for Silver Bolt's proccing of flipping your guys quick. So that's cool. Yep. 
Uh, when you combine into Superior on Sky Protector, flip this, at the end of your turn, now this is the huge change that they've made to these um, Wave 2 combiners. At the end of your turn, if you have five aerial bot characters in bot mode on the battlefield and or your KO area, you may combine them into Superior on Sky Protector. No more enigmas for you. You just do it for the cost of a star. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible because obviously um, the one thing, being a combiner player, um, counter espionage and espionage basically give enigmas the middle finger because you could just go green. Oh, I've got... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and quite often you'd see them tutor it from their flips anyway. You go, well, I'll pitch my improvised shield or whatever to get my enigma oh my next turn and now i know that's coming um i'll counter espionage enigma and yeah like you say sad sad times for for the combiners and i have in gameplay with one of um my webcam buddies nazumi i have wrecked him by ripping a, a enigma out of his hand before and it it shouldn't happen that way they should be able to combine so this gives them a way of doing it and it does you know, key, you can't combine mid-turns. There's a bit of balance there. It's at the end of your turn you combine. So you're not going to get the Enigma combine wallop you with a hoofingly huge bot. You have to wait a turn for that. But there's the bonus that you don't necessarily have to have the Enigmas. I, I would, if I was building Superior, I'd probably still run one. And the same for Menasaur. I'd probably run one Enigma just for that flexibility of choosing when I combine but obviously the goal would be to combine at the end of your turn yeah yeah I completely agree um it was always a thing uh with combiners trying to figure out the right time to combine with these stratagems no issue at all you know exactly when you want to do it the acceleration is there I know it you can probably get this off maybe turn two turn three if you're lucky if you've got the right cards etc and you've got the right flips you know, it can be very interesting having, you know, obviously we're talking about Superion here, like Superion on the uh, battlefield with a lot of health and how much he punches for uh, can be quite scary. Uh, and obviously the other side of the stratagem scares me a lot when he gets to that mode. So, um, Dave, because it's a dual side one, what's uh, the deal here? This, like you say, is scary. So it reads, this stratagem now applies to your Superion Sky Protector, which is cool. The first time you would do non-attack damage to exactly one enemy during your turn, instead do that much damage plus one. So that means turn you combine superior shoots four. Yep. That's that's big damage. <laughs> that's big direct damage. There's not many cards that do that. Grapple. I'm thinking. I can't think think of anything else that does four damage in the game. Don't think so. Yeah, it is. I'm just trying to think because you've got. Um, so obviously marksmanship is two. So then it will go up by one if you play it on the first time for that turn. So obviously when he combines, he does three damage. He's going to do four damage. That's really strong. That, that is very, um, very strong. Like I say, I think very it's, strong. it's only grapple. And that, that was always the effort doing it. As much as I love my boy grapple, like it just it was hard. It's work. true. We love, we love grapple on this podcast. If you don't <laughs> love grapple, again, we're going to say, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You're taking crazy pills. Thank you, Will Farrell. Thank you. So... So yeah, it's, um, it says here as well, um, at the start of your turn, if your superior sky protector has at least 30 damage, draw a card. So you're going to try and hopefully find the goods to stabilize. Plus one attack. So he's eight. 
memory serves with this. And this is the this is the huge bit. Plus four health, so forty three health combiner. Yeah. So with the strat, which scares scares you the most, is you punch him for seven, and then you're if if everything's healthy, which most of the time it isn't, to be honest. I think you have thirty nine. Uh, you're probably not going to be at 39. You're going to have a little bit of damage because obviously if you're playing the proper Silver Bolt now from this wave, um, you're starting with some damage on you because you have a fully damaged uh, aerial bot in your KO area. So it isn't too shabby and seeming there's cards that can heal really well. And also there's some amazing bonkers card called Resilience in the Arc, which really helps out combiners. You know, it can be a really horrible combo. Obviously, you can only use resilience like once because it goes into your KO area. But obviously, you know, repairing five um, and just going, yeah, you know, I'm all right with that. You know, it's pretty darn good. I'm not going to lie. You can put a toolbox on this guy and do some stupid shenanigans. You know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's insanely strong. And again, if you're going to mix and match, the, that is very, very, it's going to be an also include. So not having to take the Enigmas means you can play the green pip resilience in its place which is fantastic yep. um it's it's making superion potentially relevant again i'm not i'm not going to say i'm 100 sold on combiners being back there at the top of the meta game but i think once we start seeing this played having a free uh, pocket processor if you're on 30 damage is insanely good um the extra damage is insanely good plus one attack is nice and the plus one health is really good and the flip side of this where you're accelerating into that combine i think we are going to see at least people try them because let's face it they're they're cool one of the coolest parts of transformers was the combiners the first time i remember seeing devastator combine i was like oh my god and then later on in series two when you see like the other combiner seems like superior and that and uh, menasaur you're like oh my god this is so cool there's loads of them now and um yeah Anything that pushes them in a more playable fashion, I am a massive fan of. Yep, 100%. I really like it. And obviously in this set, you've seen they've touched on Superion. Later, we're going to get to the Stunticon one. That's also incredible as well. So amazing design, guys. Really good job. Cannot just... Yeah, golf claps around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's so nice to see combiners coming you know, back. Because we want it. Because like, who doesn't want to play and smash... Smaller Smash robots, which absolutely, robots. you know. Cool. So, what what's next then? Right. So next we have uh, an, a stratagem for uh, Private RC Special Ops Warrior, uh, and it's called Drop 'Em uh, for one star. Uh, your deck can have up to one extra uh, star of cards, which is pretty cool. And also, when your Private RC Special Ops Warrior has an armor on she has plus one attack and also the card grants plus one health so obviously you've seen the artwork come on that's from the movie it's the most iconic thing when she has those cool that cool pistol and she's shooting those tentacle things inside the belly of unicron that's really cool um obviously uh private private rc is a really cool character she really got i would be very bluntly and say very overlooked i would say when she first came out just because she just she was just surrounded in a wave where everything was better. Like that was the wave where you had major shock wave. You had, uh, Magnus, general, um, general prime. There was yeah. A lot. General there was a prime. Lot. Yeah. There was, she got lost in the shuffle. Let's be honest. But 
to be honest, her um, she's she's really good. Like, I'm just gonna pull it pull up her her card now. Yeah, she's got fo focus in alt mode, hasn't she? And then in bot mode, it's like if she has a weapon, she gets bold and tough one. Yeah. I think. So Something like if that. you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So obviously she has focus one. Her stats are four, 12 and one across the board. If you're on YouTube, you can see the cards right now. In audio, I apologize. So she's eight stars. So with this stratagem, we'll go to nine. Um, and then obviously in bot mode, uh, she when she has a weapon, she gets bold one, tough one. And then obviously she gets plus one health with this stratagem. So she'll go to 13 health. Um, so she's not bad. She's melee uh, in both modes. She's a car. So Dave, right up your street. I might try her out again because I, I like playing like themed lists. I feel really hilariously strong that I would love to play this uh, in a kind of maybe, dare I say, it, a Unicron raid with the strat so I can have like a kind of fun themed build, like most definitely. I was about to say exactly the same thing and that's something I'm going to be working on because we, we've done one Unicron raid on, on the Hustlers and we're going to do some more, but I want to go full on theme. So I want a like a team of Springer on it and then somehow I've got to find a way of getting Hot Rod Cup and Grimlock all on the same team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to do it. So I'd like to see Springer and RC together. You know, she was lost with everything that surrounded her and also overshadowed by previous Waves cars. Um, for eight stars, you got Cliff Jumper. Like, like, there's, there's no, no disagreement there. You know, like she just wasn't as impressive. But then she was a common, so, like, from a limited perspective, I, I didn't do an awful lot of, of limited transformers play, unfortunately, because we didn't really get that many sets after I'd started playing. But you know, from limited, I think it'd be, you know, she'd be cool in that environment, so you can see why, um, she was the power level she was. But yeah, she just didn't really see enough play. This stratagem is nice because although it costs a star, it doesn't really because no, you get your star back. So it keeps her at that nice eight star mark. It gives her, what, 13 health? I think yeah, she has 12 13 normally. health. Yep, so 13, 13 health. health. And yeah, if you get her into bot mode and give her the weapon and an armor, then she actually becomes, what, six attack, bold one, tough one. That's pretty good. So whilst I don't think this is spectacular, um, I think it gives a character definitely reason to give her another look and at least play with because let's face it she's probably sat in your binders listeners if you've got rc <laughs> she'll because she's not five star motorbike Savage. rc that's you know like she, well, she would though wouldn't she you know she's been sat in my binder. you know i have to make an effort to put to, like oh let's 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 oh playing cars let's just put rc in just because she looks sad you know um <laughs> that face that face it doesn't work on an audio medium but that face is just the shock of like why why are you saying these horrible things Dave? yeah <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I, I will give her another another um, play. It might be interesting, again, touching on what we talked about earlier, the junkie on the format. So while she might be a bit <laughs> in a world full of cliff jumpers and all the other rarity, I like, you know, tracks and all that, wind charger, let's put her in junkie on. This is a common stratagem for a common character. She's yeah. going to shine there. She so is. So again, it, it's what, what, the, what they're trying to do with the set, isn't it? So. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that, Dave. 100% agree with you. So, uh, with that being said, let's move on to the next stratagem. And it's quite appropriate, again, because I love, you know, Stonicons are my, my only ever combiner team as a child that I owned, all of them. So, high-speed chase for Motormaster, the Stunticon Don, um, and on its flip side, so very much like the superior one, for Menace or the Menacing Colossus. Um, it begins with the Motormaster side face-up, 
uh, each of your Sonic Cons has bulb ones, so again, giving them those extra flips to get you the orange and the blue to get the, the additional bonus flips of your guys. Um, when you combine into Menasaur, flip this, same, same as Superior. At the end of the turn, if you have five Sonicon characters in bot mode on the battlefield or in your KO area, you may do the thing at the end of your turn. So pretty much carbon copy of the Superior one, which is, which is good. Um, so again, not favoring the Autobot or Decepticon in any way. It's like, you both do the same thing. You both help them out in the same way. So no one's received any preferential treatment there. So we're going to go to the flip side, um, which is now applies to Menasaur, Menacing Colossus. When you play your second action during your turn, a repair one damage from Menasaur. That is sweet. That's awesome. One, but bear in mind, you, if your deck's built right, you're going to be playing those two actions most turns. So that's cool. Um, when your Menasaur, Menacing Colossus, has at least 30 damage, he becomes sturdy. So second time <laughs> we've seen the keyword. That's pretty good. So insane. It's insane. That's what it is, Dave. It's insane. <laughs> Plus one attack, <laughs> plus five health. Again, everything we said to about the superior mind kind of applies here. Um, it's just kind of almost like a, a reverse, where so the, the direct damage cards get plus one damage. This is like, well, I'm just gonna repair damage a turn. Now think about it, put toolbox on it. That's two damage, hopefully around. Plus, if you're playing the other repair action cards, it could be more. Um, and the Sturdy, that is really strong. Yeah, um, for a star, you're getting a repair mechanic, you're getting damage reducer, you're getting more health, you're getting more attack. It just really plays well for Menasaur, which is really, really dope. I really like it. I think it's possibly the best stratagem, just saying is all. Um, just because Menasaur, you're building actions, you're building combos, you're building like a combo deck build. That's what you want to do. All the actions in the world, this combo into this action, to this, to this, to this. And it can really open up, bring in, again, like we were saying earlier, bring in combiners back to the forefront, which I absolutely love. 100%. I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more with, with what they've tried to achieve here with these, these um, stratagems and the new leaders. And when we look at the battle cards, the new battle cards as well. So let's see how Superior on Menasaur fare in this new world of Alpha Triumph Protocols too. So listeners, viewers, you got any deck ideas for this, let's have them. And me, me and Lee can maybe do a webcam, gigantic combiner war. <laughs> I'm 100% down for that. So it's your turn, isn't it? So over to you, mate. Yeah, so um, yeah, I freaking love the Stunticon one. It's super cool. And yeah, we're gonna get straight into the fifth stratagem. So we're almost at the end of the stratagems and it's our boy. Or mainly your boy, Dave, but I, I've fallen in love with this character. It's for Grapple Autobot Architect. It is called Master Builder. Such an iconic name, obviously. Um, obviously, episode as well. Very iconic. Yeah. Uh, the stratagem for one star. It is your grapple. Gains bold one, tough one. So, obviously, if you've played the game, grapple needs to keep on flipping multiple different uh, cards to allow you to trigger those cool abilities you know that four damage is very very powerful mm -hmm. so you know and also in the other mode when you flip more icons you get more attacks etc you know it's it's just perfect it's bang on there's 
there's nothing to really elaborate on except well done golf clap amazing i just i just i just love it what are your thoughts dave yeah it's great give it plus three health so it takes him to 15 um yeah and like you say like there's not, nothing really much more to say about it he he wants the bold to get the plus four attack to get the plus four armor um and the tough you know like yeah like pushes him to 13 that's quite quite a lot but 13 starts with 15 health you're kind of sitting in the same kind of health pool as what prime has yeah and the sound wave that we looked at earlier as well like he's got um, no, in fact, he's 11, isn't he? So I'm just talking about my butt here. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you know, for, um, kind of harkens back to <laughs> wave one alpha trial protocols with the um, Inferno one. Yeah. Giving them a, a health tool more reflective of their card cost in the modern game rather than the wave one slash two game um, where they maybe boston have as high health total so yeah it's cool um will it push grappling will it push him into like um hyper playability no but i do love grapple and i will be trying this out with him <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i feel i feel like it's great obviously i'm looking at it now it only really benefits his bot mode but still you will take that every single day like four different colors like going to eight if you flip yeah. four different colors, having bold, awesome. And then obviously, if you're flipping orange as well on top of that, you add it to it. So yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's, just, it's solid. Yeah, thanks. Um, like let's get let's get grapple on the board again and see how we can play with that. So that's cool. So we're we're on the last one, aren't we? This is the last yes, strategy. We are. Um, so this is uh, one of my favorite characters from Wave Four, which is. Uh, Whatever it takes, and it's for Sergeant Barricade, the Infantry Enforcer. I really love this character. He's got really, really cool shenanigans. He was in the R Deck Tech Challenge. He was one of the characters I put alongside Hot Rod. Yeah. Um, to try and get Emergency Defense Field, your favorite card, um, yep. underneath him and, and just do some <laughs> shenanigans. Um, again, it's a f effectively a free stratagem. Your deck can have up to one extra star of cards. So if you're going to take Barricade, there's no reason not to take this. Um, your starter barricade infantry enforcer has a tough one so it's nothing spectacular but it does help him flip more cards on the defense to hopefully get you ready for action because let's face it that's the main card you would play with him but there's lots of other viable choices as well um, in the blank card category um, so it's not it's not particularly exciting but it's effectively free and I think that means we're going to see a play and again junkie on yeah dude they're pushing Junkie on. Who would have thought that? But it's awesome. I really like this. It's like he said. I think he said everything. That it's, it's this is the one of the main cogs to get ready for action. Like that card and barricade, are incredible. And also, if you're running other kind of non-pip cards that you want to build the deck differently, it just it just helps. At the end of the day, it just helps, and it's really really good. Like what more can you ask except for a free stratagem? that benefits Barricade in the long run and helps you play to his strengths. It's fantastic. Yeah, completely agree. And, you know, it's effectively free, so why not play it? A Barricade's cool. I, I like him a lot. He's definitely worth playing. So, you know, that that's it, really. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's solid, he's common. It'd be interesting to see how, how he fares in the Junkion environment. So, yeah, that's that's all the strategies, listeners. So um, let us know your thoughts. On, on them what are your thoughts overall you know is there anything crazy 
Um, my, I think the standout ones are the two combiner stratagems, without uh-huh. a doubt. Oh, uh, yeah. They're really, really cool. Um, and it'd be interesting to get them all on the board. So like I did with the Alphatron Protocols 1, I got them printed. I'll be doing that again um, for, for this set in its entirety. So yeah, we're done with the stratagems, mate. So should we blitz through these battle cards? We don't have two sides to talk about. We've only got one side. <laughs> we've only got one side. This is what happened last time. Like, it won't take that long. And then it won't like, take too long, but you guys are here for the long ride. You're here yeah, for the and journey. That's a good thing. It's like a radio show. So if you're on, if you're on a journey somewhere, if you're in the states and you're driving a bajillion miles somewhere, you just listen to our delightful British accents and uh, you know. <laughs> you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to? Honestly, seriously, come on. But let's no, be honest. Not, let's be honest. Know, it's. Um, I, th- I think to give these cards just a cursory glance wouldn't be fair to the creators. So like no, we do with the arc, you know, like we, you know, yes, we're talking in detail, but I think it's deservedly so because you can't do a set justice if you just go well this card you know blah 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 blah, blah and win three so we're on to the battle cards the last part of this part of the episode before we go on to the listener questions yes um, you go ahead mate you you jump right in with this first one I've, I've, I've dealt with the, the big lads a lot so you, you can do this one mate oh thank you so much I, I like that thank you so the first battle card we're looking at is aerial defense uh, armaments which is for uh, obviously the aerial bots, um, it is a blue and uh, white pip, and it also has the aerial bot logos on there, guys. So that's pretty awesome. It's a utility, it's an upgrade, and it's one star cost, guys, and it gives you plus one attack. So this is what you get. So put on Autobots only, tough one. When you put this on an aerial bot, move one damage from the upgraded character to an enemy, then repair one damage from your Superion Sky Protector. So, my thoughts here, Dave, when looking at this early game, if you put this on a normal aerial bot, you get to move damage around. That's kind of cool. That's what you want to do. Mainly, this is for the big boy at the end, because obviously, with that stratagem, you get to repair one and do other shenanigans. With this, oh my days, you can just basically put this on, you move one damage, and then you repair one, and then you get plus one attack. It seems pretty awesome for one star cost. Like you get to do some bouncing around shenanigans. I I, I like it for one star. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very very strong card, but you'll only be able to play one copy of it. So um, it's balanced there. So whilst it's very powerful, your opponent's not gonna always have this in their hand because you know you've only got one. Wait a minute. Can you run it with heroic spotlight or not? Um, you could, but if you ran Heroic Spotlight, you wouldn't be able to take the super duper cool new stratagem. In fact, yes, no, you can. You could still play with the new thing and two copies of this. So yes, you Ooh. can. There we go. Math, not my strong suit ever, and it always has been proven on my channel. And let, let's let's face it, it's it's late. So, you know. <laughs> it's late when recording this as well. So there you go, listeners. So, it's late for us. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a great card. It's not going to be oppressive because it doesn't have a green pip. It, it, you're only going to see one slash two copies of this in in their deck. Um, it's good. It's really really strong, and it, it does exactly what you want it to do, and that's help him be a bit more resilient in a hyper aggressive world where fangries and horribles and and you know perceptors are all, all running around like nutters. Um, this helps Superion hopefully get a bit of staying power. 100%. 
All right. Okay, Dave, uh, let's get move straight into the next uh, battle card. Okay, this is another star card, and this is Bullseye Aegis. Double orange pip, uh, which is cool. Upgrade armor. Bold one. Uh, brave. Enemies attack this character if able. Plus one armor for a star. And it's a common. So Junkion, viable. Superb piece of artwork as well. I love the prime holding his shield there. That's just awesome. Yeah, man. It's good. It's nice artwork. Double orange with bold. So it's like an improvised shield that actually helps you attack. So um, very good. And brave. Like, so... Yeah, what do you think? I think that's that's a strong star card. It's good. It's it's a, st it's a star card that gives you two abilities, which is bold one and brave. So obviously you want to give it to someone who you want to get hit, but you don't mind letting them punch a bit above their weight because obviously going in with brave, you know for a fact that they're, they're, they're going to get hit. So you want to give them a little bit extra. So, you know, bold one, not not too laughable like we always joke when it's like okay we're gonna put a handheld blaster on someone for bold one lols but you know for giving you one additional armor point and two uh you know traits such as bold and brave i can't complain no it, it's it, good. It, it's a great you know it's a good card it's a star call so you're not going to see them in every deck and you're not going to see it everywhere but it is it's good but because it is an armor, it's vulnerable to bashing shield. So it's not busted. And let's face it, bashing shield is a staple of a lot of decks. So it's good, but it's not going to be broken. You know, it's got a very good effect. Um, I like it. I like Brave. Uh, we talked about earlier, Brave is really, really cool. So uh, having that on a card, I think is good. Yeah, and it's awesome. And, you know, it's uh, it fits the whole old school storyline of Wizards when they started doing uh, star cards for jewel pips and stuff like that. It fits in that motif really, really well. So enough said. Right. Um, the third card we're talking about is Caught Off Guard. It is a blue pip. It's an action. And it states, put an enemy upgrade on the bottom of its owner's deck. That's how simple it is. The artwork again, just to say amazing Jetfire literally looks like he's going to pretty much uh power slam starscream off a cliff from the looks of it or into something um but yeah i love this card i i'm gonna boldly say i think this is one of the best cards in the set just because this is a card i can immediately look at and go cool i can put an enemy upgrade on the bottom of its owner's deck let's get rid of those pocket processors let's get rid of those utilities you know that i really struggle to get rid of because there's only certain cards designed to get rid of utilities this card fits that mold really really well what are your thoughts dave yeah it's like vaporize um but with a different um mechanic to it so it's kind in, in a world full of characters that like to recur stuff quite often you'd be like well vaporize that but you've got swindle slash retgar from the arc or whoever you're just going to get it back. What's the point? Catch off guard. Deals, deals with it for a while. And I think that's good. <laughs> it's true. Um, I love it. It's just like swindled and retgar. Just ruin everything now. Which is great. Which is now common phrasing. It's great. I love it. To spoil everything. <laughs> that silly junkie on and his stupid recursion. No, I think, I think it's good. It, it, it's nice that it's not just a functional reprint of Vaporize it does something different and I like that yeah. so it's not there's not many bells and whistles on this card but it is effective at what it does and like you say it's any upgrade so utilities that are problematic like Duracell and 
pocket processor and plenty of others. There are some really cool utilities, particularly in the Arc, there's some really good ones. Um, just having an answer to them is cool. So yeah, I'm a fan, I like it. Yeah, I like it, I like it. I'd, I'd main deck it, you know, so it's got to be all right. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Uh, again, uh, it's a common car. Oh no, it's a rare, sorry. Um, I really like it just because the fact that um, you can really ruin someone's day if they're going heavy upgrades. So if they're trying to like form something incredible to get loads of triggers off, kind of similar to what we saw in the arc with Rodimus Prime, getting rid of Matrix is pretty strong, which can be kind of annoying. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, particularly yeah, absolutely. That's another good good example because Rodimus Prime from the arc, when you flip him back to old mode, you get the Matrix back out your scrap caught the catch off guard is going to deal with that so no it's cool it's it's not many bells and whistles but it it, it does something unique within those kind of cars that deal with upgrades so i like it it's good yeah 100 percent. right dave your uh cards it's the the reverse of the one i just talked about a minute ago and this one's called hands-free artillery um, it's a double blue pip one star card it's an upgrade weapon awesome um, picture of warpath on the front um, yeah. uh, PS1 tough one plus two attack so it's a bit like a primary laser that's a little bit better really I think this is good it's good you know it's a common again so you can see them pushing those star cards to fill out those last one or two stars in the junkie on format um, I like it pretty much everything I said about um the orange counterpart applies to this one. I think they're both good cards. They're both solid. They're not oppressive because they're a star card. So yeah, what do you think? I love it. I really love it because it's 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 exactly what you say. It's uh, it's a better primary laser. Again, it can either be used. Um, it can be used in a junkie on format. It's just really good. And it, again, giving you two uh, keywords such as pierce and tough is really cool because. Tough, this benefits it because it's dual blue. Uh, Pierce, because you're probably going to be running blue-black. That's really cool. And the artwork, man. I just love, I love Warpath. Shame the card is trash in uh, this game. But, hey, wave two of the arc is coming. I know these guys are creating characters. Maybe we see a new Warpath. And if you are, can you please have this artwork? Because this looks absolutely sick. Just yeah, so totally. Um, yeah, we need a new warpath. <laughs> yeah, a new warpath or a stratagem for him because his ability is actually very good. Like the ability to um, turn off tough is actually really cool, and he's got native pierce. So I actually think a stratagem just to up his health pool could be good. Could be good. Yeah. So um, you know, and that's the good thing with you know one of the good things about wave five that wizards gave us was the stratagem thing so it's interesting to to know that the arc and alpha Trion and the other content creators that are making these fans made sets have that um card type inserted injected into the game at the, at the very end of its life with, with the with wizards so it's cool yeah um what's next mate okay so um we're halfway through the battle cards and it's an action it's a decepticon card guys and it's interrogation Love this card, really do. It's a black uh, icon, so it's a pierce icon. Uh, it's an action, and it states on the card, guys, do one damage to one of your characters. Your opponent reveals their hand, and you scrap a card from it that has one or fewer battle icons. So this is a way of getting rid of single action 
uh, icons and those blank pip cards that are incredibly powerful in this game. I absolutely love this card. It's it's so good and it's so themed. It just feels right in every single way. Like you would be, you know, it just it's great design. I love it. I love this card. I know it's going to be seen in play with a, uh, let's just say a certain uh, possible uh, major sound wave that I've built, yeah. possibly. Just saying is all. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so good. It's good. What are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, exactly. What you just said. It, it's going to help sound wave. You know, you can have this counter espionage and espionage in your deck. Um, so you can, if you can brainstorm or do some other cheaty shenanigans. You could have a peep at their hand um, with another card, and then boom. You know, if I've got those extra actions in the bank, you can do some stuff with this. So yeah, I like it. Um, there's a little bit of a drawback, one damage from one of your characters, but if it's horrible, who cares? Because you're just gonna give it to someone else. So I, I, I love this just because I like the fact that I can run it in a Magnus deck and I wouldn't care. Yeah. Absolutely, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Because of Magnus Armour, don't care, I don't care. Magnus Armour, don't care. Uh, but then again, people might say, why are you running Magnus Armour? Um, and then I just go, yeah, touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've had this chat previously about armors and we fashion have. shield. We always have this. The, the, sad, always. the, the sad, sad Ultra Magnus, when he goes, oh, I've got this amazing armour, oh, it's gone. It fell off. <laughs> it's so true. Right, okay, so uh, Dave, uh, the next card is yours, sir. Yeah, this is going back to our, our um, favourite combiners. Oh, yeah. Eye Eyes a Sword. Orange pit for Stunticons, blue pit for Stunticons. One star. Upgrade weapon, uh, put on Decepticons only. When your Menace or Menacing Colossus attacks and you flip at least orange blue, draw a card, plus three attack. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Sits, sits again, like, you know, now we've done the maths and worked it out, you can play Villain a Spotlight and two of these, Venusaur, Venusaur. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, drawing extra cards to play extra actions is, is going to be good. And was it making nine attack? It's base six, I think. I want to say yes, but I'm going to find out now. Yeah, let's get that, get that lift music ready. Um, oh, it'll give it. It'll take. He's base six, so he'll go to nine. Yeah. Just so casual. that that that's, a casual nine. Yeah. So that again is doing what they said they wanted to do, and that's make the the combiners stronger. So what do what do you think, mate? I I love it. I'm just I'm just funny because it's like the artwork is awesome because it's Motormaster, but then it says that um, when Menasaur uh, attacks and you flip this, you draw a card. I wish, I don't know if it's out there, but I just love how iconic uh, Menasaur is because he's all these cards, and then out of nowhere, he gets a sword, very similar to Power Rangers. Don't know where they keep it, but it's there. Uh, and um, <laughs> it's just, you know, obviously, uh, Motormaster's really well known for running around with a sword as well. So I don't know if we have a, an issue where when he combines to Menasaur, the sword gets bigger. I don't know. Uh, I could just be ranting for no apparent reason and some <laughs> laws royer, some, someone in, who knows r the law of Transformers can tell me it's a different sword, but I just think it'd be funny to that Motormaster sword grows like a combiner for the yeah. for Menasaur sword. I think it'd be hilarious. Uh, but if you know, please uh, comment below. Tell me it would be hilarious. I would like to. It's know. cool, but yeah, it it, do, it does the same thing as the superior one. It just improves that character and makes them a threat. You know, a nine attack combiner is not funny. That is that's going to hurt. Whatever he looks at is probably going to get squished. 
So, yeah. Right, okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah, this card. Okay, right, cool. So, uh, this card is ridiculous, and I love it to death. So, uh, this is card number seven. This is called Lock on Lasers. It is a white, and it's a green pip card. It's a weapon. It's an upgrade. Uh, it gives you plus one attack, and in the text box, it states, Pierce one, and when the upgraded character attacks an enemy with 17 stars or more, it gets an additional plus two attack and pierce two this battle. So, this is a great cyborg card if you go up against horrific big things. Let's just name a few, shall we? Bruticus, Scorponok, Metroplex. Oh, the big, but yeah, I'm just going to read all of them off, aren't I? So it's just the big boys. <laughs> this is a great cyborg card to stop the big boys. And, you know... To have something that basically gives you pierce one, attack one, not too shabby. If you're going against a combiner or a titan or anything bigger, you know, pierce three, attack three isn't too shabby. And you keep a hold of it is incredibly strong because let's think about this. Fusion Borer does exactly what this does, but you get rid of it immediately. But the trade-off is it's a black pip. This is a white and green, so it's searchable and you flip more cards in the flipping phase. I love it. I love this card. I think it's awesome. And the artwork. Look at the artwork. The artwork's cool. I have no idea who what Autobot that is. It might be Cliff Jumper. I think I, I think I think it is Cliff. Um, there we go. It might be Cliff Jumper. And, and that makes me a fan automatically. Um, I go. think I think you know from, from my perspective. I think it's really nice to see a set where they're pushing combiners, but they're also like, well, we need to have something for the other side of the coin we need something that's if we're going to make these guys much better we need something that's going to help against them so that's a nice bit of foresight from them um so you know if you're not against combiners it's a bit underwhelming you probably i probably wouldn't play this but like you say in the sideboard oh my goodness they've got superior on where's my lock on lasers you know fire everything it's it's um it's a nice sideboard card and it's a nice bit of foresight from them. And it doesn't just hit combiners, it hits Metroplex, who they've made much better with Heed the Call. It's gonna help against, if you mix and match, Bruticus, who is savage. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's really, really good, and I like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a big clap from me there, because I think that's a really nice bit of design. Um, in the set that they've got a counterbalance. It's 100% true. If you're pushing one thing, you need to have a counterbalance against the thing you're pushing. So it's good design. Really good job, guys. Well done on that front. So, Dave, we're going to talk about a card you got to spoil, I believe. I did. I did. So, so this was in my spoiler, spoiler vid. So I'm just going to kind of reiterate what I said in that, really. It's called Spotlight. Um, it's a star card. It's an orange and blue pip. It's uh, a utility. Enemies can't use stealth. Plus one attack, plus one armor. Common rarity. So again, pushing that Junkion format. And if you think of Junkion, one of, one of, I imagine, a solid team would be is a patrol team because you can go four slash five wide and they all have stealth. Um, so this is yeah. good. It's a cool card. It, it's very, very good for a star, I won't lie. Double orange, uh, sorry, not double orange. Orange and blue is a dual color um, utility that doesn't take up a weapon slot, that turns off stealth. It's bloody good. But I think 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that performs in Junkion. You know, I, I haven't played the format a lot myself, so I don't know how prevalent patrols are, but I imagine they could be pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I love this card. I think it's great. It's a cool design space. Stealth is an issue. Um, and so is Bravery, so it's kind of cool to have a card that actually deals with stealth. It's cool. It rewards you by giving you plus one attack and plus one armor. Um, it allows you to play it if you decide to run Villainous and Heroic Spotlight because it's a blue and orange, so that's awesome. And yeah, I really like the card. I think it's fun. And yeah, um, what more What more can you ask for? You know, um, there's a lot of things that I have stealth, you can't hit me. Well, uh, you can't anymore, so I'm going to come punch that thing. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a cool card. And I think like it, it addresses a potential issue in a format that they're pushing. So you know, if patrols are everywhere, then you've got that answer. So again, it, again, it's it's showing four four um, when it comes to a format. So I like that. That's good. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Okay. So uh, my card I'm going to talk about uh, the second to last one, guys. We're almost there. It is uh, um, a secret action. It's called Survive. It's a blue pip, and it's a secret action, like I said. And it says reveal when one of your characters would take. Uh, damage from an opponent's card when revealed that character becomes sturdy until the end of turn so again this is a card that's pushing the new keyword they put in which is sturdy so this again is a secret action that can stop um, all those cards or um, yeah your opponent's card that would just do non-bounce damage so let's think like we stated earlier in the podcast Stops horrible. Stops all the fun shenanigans with Kami and Crash, all this other jazz. And it's a blue pip, so it fits really well with the whole idea of secret actions. And and the artwork seems very familiar because I believe that's the Optimus that is used in the Wave 1 artwork. So that's kind of fun. Or should we say the deck box uh, or the box of boosters you could get in uh, yes. Wave 1. So, uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting because it's very similar to another battle card, isn't it? Which was... Um take cover um yep so it's interesting that they've chosen to have another one of them but just suppose it gives you redundancy and the ability to play more copies of something so if if that tactic is very prevalent then you can do that but the, the key thing here the difference between this and take cover is sturdy also applies to combat damage from opponent's character so if they if they if you're going up against like a swarm team all of their characters effectively get minus one attack as well so it fulfills a different role so it's you could opt to take take cover because it protects your entire team but if you're outnumbered and you're down to your last man this can help them weather that storm so i like it it's it's a nice to have very similar cards that do things slightly differently so like we said with catch off guard earlier it's almost a vaporize and this is almost a take cover. So it's interesting to see that. I have to agree. I really like it. I think it's a fun... It's one of those cards that might go, yeah, it might see play in some decks. It might be a sideboard deck, but I think a lot of people might like it just because it has the keyword sturdy on it. Can might have value. Uh, but obviously, we need to play games with it. So, uh, yeah, I really like it. So, uh, Dave... What is your? Is that it? Are we? Are we? Are we on to the final card? Are we on to the final? We're on to the final card. Yeah, like, I don't think I'll get anything to add with regards to survive. I, again, I'd like to play with it um, to see just how cool sturdy is. 
uh, particularly, you know, if they're pushing combiners and stuff and you're getting swarmed early on, um, Sturdy could be more relevant than a take cover. So I, I think it definitely got promise. Um, so yeah, the last one is Take By Surprise, which has got a really cool picture. That's the Wave 1 Ironhide art, and I like that art. Vietnam, um, Vietnam flashbacks of that Ironhide. This is it. Absolutely. It's an orange pip card. It's an action. Uh, do one damage to one of your characters. Put an enemy upgrade on top of his owner's deck. So a bit like Catch Off Guard, um, but an orange pip card. So it's nice that they've done... Well, here's the, that mechanic kind of for, for blue. And we're going to give you the polar opposite for orange. And I like that. Um, so if you're playing against an aggro deck, you can just put an orange upgrade back on top of their deck. And then it does. It kind of kills their flips, sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, it's very, very similar. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. Um, obviously, very prevalent is orange and black. Playing those two together, so you can run this and interrogation. Very strong. I feel it's really cool. Uh, you can really just, yeah. Oh, it's. It, yeah, I really like it. Like, you can just have stuff where, oh, no, you don't want this. Oh, you don't want that. I really like that idea of a design space for these battle cards. Obviously, I think it's really cool to, to have cards where we need to have that uh, thing of, I want to mess around with uh, upgrades that are on the field. I want to have stuff that um, stops people from other hands, other, you know, different design spaces that hasn't been, like, really looked at. Uh, a ton because obviously we've had cards in the past that do all these things but it's kind of fun to have other cards than just go oh I'm only going to run three of this because I can only run three of that oh now I've got this other card I can actually run more cards kind of like that which have different names but do something along the same like vein which is really good because yeah that's what we needed, really, wasn't it? You'd run bashing shields to get rid of armors, and then you'd basically run ramming speeds to get rid of upgrades in general. You know, it's it's just, it fills that really nice design space. It's really cool. It's, it's another card that that kind of is, is a viable alternative to stuff. I think what what we didn't touch on with Catch Off Guard, and it's just occurred to me with Take By Surprise, is this is very good against a card in particular that was in Alpha Trion 1, which is the Jetfire Stratagem. Oh yes. So these hundred percent true. Yeah. So these two cards are possibly in response to Jetfire Stratagem being bloody amazing. Um, <laughs> it's the only way I'm gonna say and also to a lesser degree the Living Weapon one, let's face it, Living Weapon is still very sad, Megatron in the corner. But um, that made his weapons indestructible, so having an answer to it. So without these two cards, I think the only other answer, apart from possibly uh, an odd character ability here, and there was Disarm. So yeah. if you're going to make a character very, very nuts, and let's face it, Jetfire's ability with that stratagem is bonkers. Um, it is bonkers. It is bonkers. This is a viable cyborg choice if you're against the Jetfire decks, along with Catch Off Guard. 100% again, true. Again, that shows reactiveness by, by the team. They're like, yeah, we may have made this card a bit nuts. We need an answer to it. And they've made one. In fact, they made two. But that's really, really awesome. And that's really good design space. So, um, yeah, right. That is the wave, guys. Um, overall, Dave, I'll let you kick off with your thoughts on, uh, on it as a whole. Yeah, I really like to see the fact that they've delved into other card types this time. Obviously, the stratagems from... Alpha Tron Protocol 1 are cool. Um, they're definitely 
done, you know, I've been looking at um, some of the footage that Dan's been posting and some of the sort of tournament results. You're definitely seeing cards from the first Alpha Trion being played now, which is what they set out to do. So I'm hoping that this continues that vein. I like the fact that they're pushing combiners. Um, it's nice that they haven't just done all five, um, all, all six with Devastator, sorry, from from that uh, seven, seven, six, seven, six, seven, I don't know. There's a, there's there's, it's, a, it's a big number, but we, we just, we just forget several. about Volcanicus because everyone knows that should have been Defense or just saying it's all just... Yeah, but, you know, it, it shows that they've got... <laughs> got the um, intent to continue this on. So if these prove popular and successful, you're going to see that further. So I like that. Um, loads of loads of cool stuff. Some of the characters are nuts. Um, I really like Drift. I really like Soundwave. I think Soundwave is very, very good. I really like Coneheads. I just think it's nice to see them do a bit more of a rounded set. You know, it felt, felt like the, the last one was like, here's some sticky plasters to band-aid that the the flaws in in some of those wave one characters that just didn't cut the mustard whereas this is more of like let's have a look at the game in a more general for, form and looking at what we can do collectively and they haven't you know they haven't gone mental it's nice that it's a, again it's a small pocket size set and that they can assess how it impacts their meta because ultimately they are one of the main driving forces behind the tournament scene at the moment, particularly in this coronavirus world. Yeah, um, I, I agree with everything you say there, Dave. Again, sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but um, <laughs> I 100% agree. I, uh, I think, obviously, with designing cards or anything that you're going to do, is going to always uh, borderline on praise and criticism. You'll always get that, um, and so throwing in cu out cards that you wanna you wanna see that design space um, go for. That's amazing. You got the cone heads to work. Obviously, I know personally through the playtesting and how many different iterations they've been because they were like, this is really good, but this is broken and this is why. And seeing that, seeing those synergies that no one else really saw, that's why you have those design spaces. So it's really cool to see that. I love the battle cards. I think there's some really interesting designs going forward if they're going to do more, obviously, for Junkion and the format they've created. Looking forward to seeing that. And I think the stratagems, to be honest... I feel all the stratagems are pretty solid. Like, I feel like the stratagems for combiners, really, really good. The one for Megatron, really, really good. Like, obviously, um, you're going to have sometimes have stratagems that are either hit or miss and they might not work. But I feel like with this, because obviously with Wave 1, they had all the stratagems in the world to test. With this, they've only got a small sample size, but that small sample size is really strong. And it, again, it pushes characters to the forefront, which, you know, you might want to go back and look. Like, our boy Grapple. Uh, Barricade's always being seen playing, but having the ability to run more uh, shenanigans with him, that's amazing. You know, it's just really good. I really like it. Um, and I look forward to seeing what more stuff they do in the future. I know a few things, but I'm not going to say it on this podcast because... I will get into trouble, and I don't want to be like. Um, uh, who's the actor from Spider Man? Tom Holland. Yeah, I'm not a Tom Holland. I don't want to get into trouble. Yeah, you got to be a good boy, mate. I've got to be a good boy. Yeah, I, you know, I, I burn bridges. I, <laughs> nah, I, I, you know, I think they. Sh this set shows a, 
some maturity as well as as uh, they you know I had some serious reservations about some of the wave one ones and I said that in my my, my review but um, you know they've done what they wanted to and they wanted them to be in their meta game which is cool and I you know um, that's always got to be taken into account is that these cards are made by a competitive team that are pushing the tournament scene in a time where we can't have real world tournaments so what what they've done for the Transformers community online with their webcam tournaments is, is phenomenal so you know I like it I think the set's good there's, there's one thing I wanted to say about the cards just before we go and this is from a printing perspective um, so Dan um, if you're listening what I would like to see because I get all my stuff printed by makeplayingcards.com and one thing that, that we need on, on these Alpha Trial and any other content um, set creators that are listening, um, if we could have the individual cards, images as JPEGs, with a bleed area on the outside to make that, the black border bigger on the battle cards, for example. Because what happens is if when you're, you send it to print and make playing cards, if the bleed area is not big enough, you actually lose um, some of the card. So just it's more of an aesthetic thing really but you don't want to lose game text or um card images so that's just just a bit of feedback from me that um, regards to that but that's only because i send them away 100 percent. okay so uh right now we would have a awesome uh conversation where we're going to answer listeners and viewers questions we're only going to do one because i'm looking at the time and it has been a beast of a podcast again. It, well, it, it's never, it always we never is. Go, we never do. We <laughs> never ever do anything just like, yeah, we're just going to talk for a little bit. No, we talk for hours from the sounds of it. It's really good though. You're getting, you're getting your, your free money's worth on this free podcast. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, um, all the people who have sent us questions, um, we are actually doing a podcast. Uh, our next podcast is going to be with our good friend, Matt Affirm. We're going to talk about the arc and we're going to just nerd out about Transformers. So all those questions that you've handed in to us and sent us either privately or either posted on the posts on our Facebook pages, etc., uh, they're going to get answered in that episode because we're just going to hang out and talk Transformers, which I think is exactly right up Matt's and uh, Dave's and my street. So your questions will be answered and going forward, if there's more questions, trust me, we will get around to yeah, we, answering all we, of them. This is it. We will answer them all. We are writing them down. We're copying. I'm copying furiously, copying and pasting when when stuff gets sent to me. You know, and you know, feel free to reach out um, to myself or Lee um, via Facebook. So if you don't want to post your question on a Facebook, a public Facebook group, just ping us a message privately, and we, we will ask it. If you want to remain anonymous, we can accommodate that as well. Yes, make sure if you don't want your name being read out. Let us know, please, because we don't want to, you know, we, you have the right to privacy. Simple as. Right. So we've got one that we think is only appropriate because it's by Dan Arnold, the guy, the myth, the legend uh, from Vector Sigma. He states, Dave, just wanted to thank you both for supporting the protocols. This means a lot to us. Plus, we need to set up a game of Primus in the not too distant future to celebrate the Alpha Trion protocols. But my question, though, is likely to be, what is the first deck you each will build with the Alpha Trion Protocols release? So, Primus is going to happen. We're going to have to bat, you know, Team UK versus USA. Should we just do that? Let's just we, we can we do throw that. down our flag right now. 
Dan's been trying to to get me to do that as well. He's like, you definitely got to play Primus. You've got to play Primus. You've got to play Primus. I'm like, I really want to play Primus. I just haven't built a deck yet. And, and, and you know, there's there's always that time difference um, issue. But I think over Christmas, we could definitely do that. We'll find, we'll find an evening for us and a daytime where he can escape for a, a couple of hours and we'll, we'll definitely have a, a big old game of Primus via webcam. I'd love that. Um, it's true. So I don't think there's any surprise what deck you're going to build first. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone knows what I'm going to build. So, but what are you going to build? Because I'm going to I'm going to end on a <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So from set two. Well, I could just be. I, I just want to do what you want to do. Do you know what I think? No, do no. I I again. I'm we're sport for choice here. In all honesty. I'm probably going to look at the two combiners. Of course. And, the, okay. and then I'll let you do your conehead thing and then you can, you know, you can beat me to death of them. I will be doing the <laughs> coneheads. I'll tell you who's really, and I hadn't seen this character until I actually opened the PDF the other day, Drift. I really want to do something with that character. I love him in the comic. Um, I want to do that. But probably first, I'm going to do probably the Stunticons because I love them as a team. Like I say, they're nostalgia maximum for me. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. What are you going to build then? Conheads. <laughs> Deck is already built. I just need to freaking play Of course, course it is. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll sort that out, out the cards. I know. We need to figure it out. I need to just print the cards out. But yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got my deck. I've got everything sorted. It's, yeah, it's awesome, and especially if you're jumping on it as a like an old player returning or a new player, and you just discovered like Transformers. Oh, it's a dead game, but somehow there's fan created stuff, and it's all really cool. This is a cool jumping on point because you can just play these three characters, and you're done. Like it's really cool. It's a it's a cool jumping on point. It was kind of like what Wizards did with Devastator and what they did with Metroplex, like these and like the Soundwave and Blaster sets, because it was like. Yeah, we're going to give you these cool characters, but you can just play with this box and you're done. Like, you can just play with these characters. 100%. That, that's exactly what... You can imagine it being the Seekers box set, without, you know, without a doubt. Um, um, and it would be, be cool moving down the line, obviously. They've got that design space in there with the Seeker keyword, so it'd be nice to see that developed later on. Then you think, here's what you could have won, like, you know, for those British listeners from Bullseye from the 1980s. Yeah, you know, exactly. Here's what you could have won. It's it's a, a, a Conehead box set. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I think this is a fantastic time for the game. There's, there's so much quality coming out um, from the community and Alphatron Protocols definitely sits up there. Yeah, and it's exciting times, man, like I'm saying. So, I'd, I, I can't really speak for Dave, but I know for, for us as a podcast... We just want to be, do a big shout out now for Vector Sigma. Thank you guys, uh, all the people behind the scenes when it comes to card creation, all you play testers that helped put this together. I know you guys, I know I'm part of the Discord group, so I know there's a lot of you. I'm not going to name names because that would be just too dishonoring if I miss people. But guys, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. Obviously, when it comes to fan created stuff, some th people are like, ah, you know, this is more the competitive side than the casual and whatever. No, you need to you need to basically have both sides. You need to make everyone happy. And I feel like your first wave did a fantastic job. Your second wave knocked it out of the park. You know, you've got like the biggest, amazing, happy like Brit over here that I can finally play <laughs> Coneheads. So 
thank you for not screwing that up because if you did oh my god i'm pretty positive you would block me on every storm as like social media when i'm just like guys you screwed up making the cone heads but you did a great job and yeah i'm excited looking forward to what's coming next because you guys have got stuff coming out the arc are working on stuff and i know we're going to try and like nig niggle at matterford to tell us a few things so it's going to be exciting times for us i think dave <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. And uh, I'd like to just repeat what you said. You know, thanks, guys, for putting this this content out there. And you're, you're 100% right, mate. When it comes to the game, for every side of the coin that wants, like, the more casual builds and just to play, like, the characters they love from the cartoon, there's the people that thrive on that competitive scene. And, and it's great that you've got cards that do both and, and groups that are working towards that goal. And, like... Their online tournaments. That's that's what the bulk of the community have got at the moment. That we, if you want to play competitively, go and play in Dan's events. He's he's always doing so much for for the community. You know, at that end of the spectrum. And I think you know, brilliant dude. You know, you got you got my support. I'm always here for playtesting and as hanging out. You know, we we're, we're here. We might be on the other side of the Atlantic, but in this modern day, it doesn't matter. 100% true. Even though he's a Philadelphia Flyers fan, I love you, Dan. You're amazing. Like, we'll always have our <laughs> That rivalry. means absolutely nothing to me. Well, the funniest thing <laughs> is when we did, like, testing. Um, if you've watched that episode, I'm running uh, Nemesis Prime and trying to get him to work in the first couple of alpha test episodes that I've ever done. And uh, we watched it during the NHL, which is ice hockey playoffs. And I didn't know Dan was a diehard ice hockey fan, like me. And both of our teams are in the same division and they don't get on well. So it's like another thing that we have in common other than Transformers is hockey. So Dan, keep up the good work. You're doing great. And all the guys at Vector Sigma. And with that being said, let's bring episode 11 to a close. Guys, thank you very much for sticking with us. It's been a bit of a marathon again, but hopefully this has got you guys excited about the set obviously if you're watching it on youtube you've seen all the cards come up and all the flashy stuff if you've heard it on the audio i'm sorry but thank you for the download but we appreciate it anyway so guys on the screen right now is thumbnails to take you to dave's channel to subscribe to his channel and my channel to go check out that stuff and subscribe to that channel. And then also, if you're listening to the audio medium, there's a podcast link for all the other podcasts that we do here at Bleep Top Productions and our YouTube channel, which, you know, is where we put most of our content. And also the main important thing is the link to get the Alpha Trion Protocols Wave 2. It's all there, free to download through Dropbox, I believe it is. So Go download the cards for free, get them on the table, start playing this fantastic wave with all your Transformers goodness. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, it's a goodbye from me, Lee. And a goodbye from me, Dave. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode of One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall. One shall stand, one shall fall.